episode 100 and oh shit 126 of checkpoint chat <laughs> i had to i had to double check because i was like that that number's not right I can't, can't say be that's right. ever happened before <laughs> yeah i can't say it. no that's never happened before what are you talking about oh, uh, my, my name is alessandro barbosa i'm joined as always by matthew figuero on a delayed episode apologies for last week being missed but we we you know in classic fashion have some technical difficulties and it's always a good time one day things work the next day they don't i mean it's technical difficulties that still exist here like on this recording well we've just made a plan let's let's put the challenge out to you the listener if tell us what's wrong with the episode if there is anything wrong with the episode i don't know what i don't know i I will i will will not let it go out (laughs) without editing what is happening right now it's just okay this little this little tick that just suddenly appeared on the microphone so every second or two it's like tick. i was gonna say predict what was wrong with the episode (laughs) no i'll get rid of that thing fuck i'm gonna i'm gonna nuke that sound effect from from the sun it'll be hilarious though if you're like yep i'll get rid of that sound effect or your money back guaranteed and then when the episode goes out you're like listen i really tried i couldn't get rid of it i'll be It'd be so bleak. Uh, you know, there will not be an episode 127 because I'll just quit on the spot. <laughs> Isn't this 126? Shut up. Well, there won't be 127. Put it that way. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apologies for the missed episode last week, but we have so much stuff to talk about this week, regardless. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, last week would have been busy as well because we've just been playing a bunch of games, but also like now we're nearing the end of the year um i guess this will be the last regular episode of the year from us because the next episode will be our game of the year discussion and then Mm -hmm. we are taking a break until january january sometime Mm. we'll obviously communicate when we come back but um yeah it'll probably be just early january we need need that little little december break Mm -hmm. to recharge Mm -hmm. also you flying away yeah, I'll, I'll be in Cape Town, so land I'll of be the flat mountain. incapable. Yeah, I like whenever I tell <laughs> people, oh, you're gonna well, get ch- trashed, right? <laughs> every every time I go, every time I tell people I'm going to Cape Town, they're like, "Ooh, that's a Ooh. bit dangerous." I'm like, "Yep, I am not going to the beach. <laughs> I am not. I'm literally going to Cape Town just for a change of scenery because I've mm. been stuck at home the entire year. So even if I go there and just like chill on a veranda and look at the that's ocean chill, yeah. or like we're renting a car for the first time because normally we just you know just, uber yeah. everywhere and whatever but i'm not too keen on ubering with covid so like yeah. we'll have our own car so we can drive to new places and whatever like oh, but that that's cool i mean that opens up a lot of like other places that you wouldn't necessarily uber to mm, exactly and also like gonna avoid the obvious areas like i know the beaches like i'd love to go to the beach but Sean, you now being like pragmatic where like if we go there and it's like people on top of one another, then I'm not going to go You're there. Gonna like go that's there, simple. Yeah. Um, we can find, you know, quieter beaches or whatever. Because mm. um, I I think it's going to be a shit show there, like to be honest. <laughs> like we, we normally try go in January because December is just hellish it's in crazy, Cape Town. Yeah. But Shani couldn't take leave in January. So we're going during peak season during a fucking pandemic. So yeah, we've... Nice. We've made plans to avoid them pandemias. Pandemias. Yeah, yeah, as much as possible. Are you you're not going anywhere? No, I'm 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 just chilling. I've only got the week between Christmas and New Year off. 
And let me tell you, it can't come soon enough. <laughs> I need a holiday so badly. Even me. I'm yeah. feeling, I, I very seldom feel this way, but I think it's it's because of the year and that the fact that, you know, we haven't actually, I've had I've had leave like here and there, but I haven't actually had a proper holiday. Um, but I'm mm. feeling like very, not not burnt out, but I'm feeling very drained. Like I just need a little, little break so I can reset and get back to normal. Yeah, no, um, I feel the yeah. same. I know exactly what you mean. Just like a, yeah, it, it's amazing what two weeks of just not having any sort of like obligations can mm. can do. Um, seriously helps. So, we'll yeah, it's been a long year. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, them things. That's the only console I get to take because I'm not going to pack up like other consoles <laughs> and take them there. You're not going to take the PS5. No, wow. Yeah, sure. That would and just take up like a half. Gamer. Half my friggin' luggage Not space a, to do that. Are yeah. you in a real game if you don't pack up your spare into overhead storage? No, you put put no. it put it in your your like hand luggage. You, <laughs> there must be a market where like there's like uh. a strap that connects to the the little like dock, so you just carry it like a I'll put it in a backpack. Yeah, exactly. Just a little brief. I used to have this uh, officially licensed backpack for the which seems ridiculous now, but for the original Xbox. So oh, wow. when my dad got it from overseas, he got the Xbox backpack, which was like, you know, you used to get console backpacks, which were configured mm. so that you could pack the, the console nicely. Now that thing is fucking huge and it is a brick <laughs> and it was never elegant getting that thing in the bag, but it worked. Well, It was heavy, if, but it worked. If, if you walk through the airport with that thing in your back, I can tell you that all the kids turned to their parents and said, look, mom and dad, a real gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Out they've in the their, wild. They've got their console. They're ready to game in Cape Town. <laughs> Get out of here. Good Lord. Yeah. But, but yes, which, that's which exactly what that, it is. So, yeah. uh, that's mm. funny. Oh, you must enjoy your break. My, my PC is just telling me that my mouse is about to die. Oh, nice. <gasps> you haven't plugged it in. How dare you? No. No. Let me tell I'm, you that. I'm still figuring bad. things out with this mouse, but the... This mouse is nice. I, I really, really like this mouse. You have the wireless version of my beautiful mouse. The w- G- what is this? The G... G- G502. Wait, so is mine still G502 but wireless? Yeah, yours is like the G502 Hero wireless or something like Hero that. Hero Lightspeed. Oh, yeah, that's it says it. on the bottom here. G502 Lightspeed. That's it. Whoa, when you plugged your mouse in, your camera went... <laughs> oh, no. My camera's <laughs> doing weird back. things again. <laughs> It's fine. P- people listening don't give a shit about what you look like. It's fine. No. I can see you. That's <laughs> so weird. Like, I, I yeah, I, I don't just understand. Back to something. I don't understand. I, we're still getting up to grips with uh, a lot of uh, this Logitech hardware that you'll hear more about next year. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's just Suffi- it Suffice out. to say, there's a lot of, there we go. There's nice. a lot of, there's a lot of cool, cool shit for us to play with. So G five oh two mouse. I think this is the eight three five. No, three? it's the eight eight something keyboard. Hold on. Oh my gosh, I'm seeing eight G eight one five. Eight one five, not three five. G eight one five clicky keyboard. It makes lots of noise and I like it a lot. It's clickety clackety. Did you know there was a USB pass through at the top? Yes. See, I I didn't. So now I've plugged my wireless dongle for my mouse there. Pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. Well, I mean, surely you would have known that though because it it's got two USB ports. Yeah. So you see, cables. I'm dumb. When sometimes <laughs> I'm dumb, 
and I see the two USB ports and I'm like, oh, maybe that's because it needs wow. light. That powers all the flashy LEDs. That's literally <laughs> my brain. That was literally my brain. <laughs> wow. It's What's yeah, funny is it. that I can't use this keyboard on my MacBook uh, for work oh, wow. because <laughs> because there's only two USB ports on the uh, whole laptop and they split. So it's one on one side, one on the other side. Uh, but I, I think, okay, I could be wrong, but I think one of the cables for the keyboard will allow you to get away with just using the keyboard. It will, but then I don't have the USB pass-through and then I'm uh, like, the whole thing, yeah, no, it's... Why'd you buy a MacBook, man? The two USB well, ports. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get to choose. I don't. Oh. So I attached my other mechanical keyboard to my MacBook and man... Oh I type gosh. up a fucking storm now during work. Do you, do you double up on the keyboards? You type mm -hmm. in the one. You type with one hand on the Logitech and the other on your, what I, your I, other I, one. Uh. <laughs> oh, it's just like a ducky, a ducky <laughs> mechanical keyboard. I I often have my my laptop and my desktop powered at the same time, and they're both connected to the same monitor. So I just swap between yeah, inputs. Yeah, likewise. And then, uh, yeah, I shouldn't be saying this on a public forum, but never mind. Let's carry on. <laughs> <laughs> anyways anyway <laughs> before i get fired this checkpoint chat talk about video games um we talk we, about stuff we on the we are at the tail end of the year which means we're both wrapping up big games but also like there's been more games than usual <sighs> and now there's like very little coming out well whatever. cyberpunk's out cyberpunk's next year out no, this week. I mean, next, next week. Next week. I sorry. mean, you listening to this on a Monday or Tuesday, or whatever. Cyberpunk's out on Friday. Or we do not have code yet. So can't probably say. won't. Probably won't get before launch. So yeah. Listen, I I really want to play Cyberpunk, mm. but I've still got so much other stuff to play. I mean, I I, I don't <sighs> see myself playing Cyberpunk till the new year because I'll be in Cape Town. I so. don't see myself playing Cyberpunk till at least twenty seventy seven. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> it's been episode 126 oh, of Checkpoint Chats. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it, is, it is on sale on... Well, not on sale, but there's a good price on it uh, on GOG, which is CD Projekt Red's storefront. It's mm. like $52 there, I think, as opposed to right, $60. So $60. That's and, nice. it's, and it's DRM-free. So you can play it without so, having GOG open. That's cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. also that gog launcher is really good because it's uh i don't know if you've tried it but they they updated it a while back it back in the day yeah yeah no they updated it a while back uh 2.0 um and it's basically like a hub for all your other launches so you can uh yeah i remember yeah. so it just launches everything else through there. yeah That's so cool. you can connect your epic store your steam what's weird is that you can connect your xbox one so i see games right. that are only on an xbox that are just there and i'm like but why? No, but but th that happens in reverse as well. So uh, Noelle, who I work with, she she was saying like, "Hey, what's your um like your Xbox? What's your, your gamer tag? Yeah, what's your gamer tag when Ash mm. is a friend?" And she's like, "I know I had the right person because it said you've played you've played Hades recently." I was uh, like, "How does but it how? know? How does it even know? I'm I'm playing it on Steam, but my Xbox app is picking up what what else I'm playing on the PC. It seems." Yeah. So so Windows will. Windows knows what you're playing. It's it's weird because I've I've had people messaging me being like, "Oh, you're playing this," and I'm like, "How do you know how? that?" Are yeah, you watching me. So Got Bill Gates, what looking through my window, say, "Yes, Hades." <laughs> writes it on a notepad. <laughs> I was I was more confused because I was like, "How does it know what you're playing on Switch?" And then I remembered, "Oh, right, you play it on." I play on PC. Yeah. On PC, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm still eagerly waiting for that um 
the cross cross save yeah the the, cro- the cross save patch um, listen it's it's funny because i watched the no clip documentary a couple of weeks ago and the one episode where they talk about yeah we, we mm. we're getting ready to announce that we're launching on switch whatever and then like they but they cover of like yo it's gonna be this and this and we're gonna have cross save out the gates and it's like no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> something, something happened that they couldn't get that functionality I mean, working. I guess at the end of the day, there was still the pandemic. So like, yeah, they couldn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like, I feel like one day it's just going to be like, oh yeah, we, you know, it's, it's out. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and that'll be cool because. I'll hundred percent rebar that game on Switch. I, I've, when- I've got it on, I've got it on PC. I mean, I bought it in early access on PC. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what I just I I, I want to be able to just hop between the two because I think on PC it has the uh, you know the uh, uh, high frame rate and whatever. Mm. Um, oh, not to beautiful. say that it that it isn't good on Switch, but yeah. Sorry, I'm messing with the. Uh, it's a good time. The, sound, the soundboard here. I'm I'm obsessed with with levels. <laughs> obsessed with levels and gains. Am I right? I've been eyeing new microphones. Oh wow! New what audio interfaces. Thought you so, but I've been hitting the gym, getting them. <laughs> Guess well, not. the new audio interface will have a lot of gains. Wow! At It'll least two knobs for gain. Twice as many gains. Twice <laughs> as many gains. Microphone we'll, gains. Will be distorted. It'll be great. You know, you know who who has gains though. Tommy Miles Morales. Miles Morales. I I knew that was. Kind of <laughs> I mean, he's I not a big head, like you've you've made the best segue in history. Like yeah, mm. <laughs> he's not the biggest boy, but he you he's know a good boy. He's gained some. I mm. before before I chat about this game, um, which I really really like. Uh, you know, just like a uh, OG Spider Man. There's lots of suits, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the suits. So, in original Spider-Man, you had the animated suit, which I really liked. It was like that self-shaded yeah. look. So, you get that here, which is mm-hmm. a completely separate skin to the Into the Spider-Verse skin yeah. from the film. That one from the film is interesting because it shows off parts of the the animation, not the weird low frame rate mod. I mm. I got motion sick trying to use that, so <laughs> I don't advise it. Um, but there's like, subtle differences to that suit that really come through in the game but what it does do which is really weird is change miles's proportions because like oh. <laughs> the animation style there he's like much he's much more slender and like slender, stick, yeah. stick figure like almost mm. and i can't remember who it was i think i think it was imran khan from kind of funny on on twitter yesterday who was like in cutscenes, if you've got that equipped and Miles takes off his mask, the body proportions are just oh, so really? fucked up. <laughs> yeah, like his head is way too big for That's his awesome. body. I need to go see that. It's <laughs> so funny. Like, I, I don't think I wore it enough to see it in a in a cutscene. But when I yeah. saw that photo, I was like, oh, God, that oh, looks weird. <laughs> it's uh, It was quite something. But uh, yeah, Miles Morales, Miles what Morales. a game. Next game I, I'm playing. I'm very excited to get to it. I this. tell you, I if I... I just bought a PS5 and I chose this as the game to be my launch game. I would be well chuffed with my choice. Like it is proper good. It is, you know, it's a lot of the same Spider-Man in essence. Uh, But I feel like because it's a bit of a shorter adventure, it's way better paced. Yeah. Um, It always feels like I'm doing something that's vital to the story. 
the side quests, you know, there are side quests, but they're not like, you know, like in, in Spider-Man, you'd often do like, you'd do like an enemy hideout, the first one, and, and Peter would be like, oh, there must be many of these in the city. And then just like mm. fucking 20 things popped Everything, up on the map. Yeah. So it does that, but there's like yeah. maximum like six. So okay. it's like, oh, this is manageable. So you like, know what I mean? Like rained, rather rained in the, the side stuff. Yeah. I mean, that that's probably one of my only criticisms of the original is that I, I still haven't got the platinum. I've done literally everything else, but my last trophy is go around the city and just do the, the crime the stuff. Yeah, and those like, suck. I was like, every every district has five of them, and there are like, I don't know, 12 districts. Like, I'm thumb-sucking here. I'm like, I just don't have it in me to swing around for and that wait long. for wait for the crumbs to pop, and then, <sighs> then it has to be the correct crumb. Yeah, and I'm like, nah. So know. let me tell you, they've taken some of those criticisms to heart and really changed things here. So mm. now you still have dynamic crimes that happen, but the types of crime, uh, they track through what they call the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man app, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, amazing. So on there, you have a log of like side missions, not side missions, like um, more important civilian missions. Mm. And then you have regular crime activities. And under that tab, it shows you all the different types that can okay. randomly pop up. And on there, you can also see the bonus objectives tied with each type. Yeah. Um, and those bonus objectives are persistent. So, like, if you hit one of the bonus objectives, the next time you find that crime, that bonus objective will still be ticked off. Mm. Um, but the point is, like, if if you're looking for a specific type of crime, you can use the app and mark that, and it will tell you where that is happening, as opposed okay. to you just swinging around and hoping yeah. for it to, like, pop. Yeah. So that is much, much better, um, especially now when I'm going back and looking at trophies and it's like, you need to get all the bonus objective on the crime, you know, on each mm. crime permutation. I'm like, oh, well, that's easy. I can just use the app to do that. Yeah. Um, there's also then these like more important civilian side missions, which, um, you know, they're like small little short stories. They're not really like side side missions. Those are more reserved for more important characters, but you... You know, it's like a, a a mini mission where you go to a civilian. They're like, oh, like the one that that you've probably seen in the trailers. The dude who owns uh, like a bodega. He's got a cat named Spider Man, and it's gone missing. Mm, and you've got to yeah. go find Spider Man. And that really? actually like ties into some other like side quest stuff. So okay. it's cool. It's integrated nicely within its own like little micro story um, yeah. that happens around the city as well. And again, there's not like. Maybe I think in total, maybe like six or seven, mm. um, and they're all scattered around the city, and they're all really fun to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I ju I just feel like the game is, you know, it's, there's definitely less content there, but at the mm. same time, they don't waste time doing anything. Like yeah. you start that game with all the core abilities that Peter had. Um, so like you can uh web zip and launch from a point when you landed it which is mm. something you had to unlock in the original you've got all your swinging abilities um you've got all your combat abilities unlocked so yeah. you can yank uh yank things there's only like small small things that aren't unlocked which are to me not as important like when you perfect dodge 
if you perfect dodge um, and then hit triangle, you'll web the guy's face who try to shoot you. Uh, yeah, like you, ha- like, you have to unlock mm, that. You know what I mean? Okay. But most of your your combat moves are unlocked from the get go. Um, mm. I think when we did our video, uh, which is up on our YouTube channel, I said that it felt slightly overwhelming because the game mm, like expects it, you yeah. to know immediately what's happening well, especially if if you last played spider-man when it came out yeah like two, like years, two years ago, ago. yeah so like for me i i finished it at, i finished it like three months ago so i'll still have somewhat of a it'll be quite fresh of, for you yeah yeah but what's cool is that i mean that is just the basis of of the gameplay yeah i mean miles is his own spider-man with his own unique abilities and let me tell you, those abilities are interwoven so well into this game that I can't mm. I can't imagine going back to Peter now who doesn't have those abilities. Mm. Like so the probably the most prominent is what they call his venom powers, which is like his electro mm. electromagnetic well, like they call them zappy fingers, which I think <laughs> is quite funny. Um uh but basically you can imbue some of his attacks with the electricity, and that ties mm. into like some enemies, one of the big enemy factions in this game is called the Underground, and they have weapons that are kind of like, they call them programmable matter. So mm. say you yank an enemy's gun away from them, they can just like reform the gun in their hands. Oh, okay. Or one enemy will have like gauntlets that you have to use an electric attack to break. But if you mm. let them slide for long enough, they can regenerate those gauntlets. Okay. So, so sort of like in the original, when you had Brutes, you usually had to like dodge under their legs and hit them from behind or dodge under their legs yeah. and web them. Here, if like someone's defending themselves with the gauntlets, you use L1 and square to do like an electric punch to break that. Or mm. there's another enemy that has this like, it almost looks like a bloodborne weapon, like the threaded cane where it's like a sword, but then it's a whip sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then you have to use like this dash electric attack to pin them down because they, they're very quick, stuff like mm. that. And... The electric attacks, firstly, they th- the way combat looks visually is just unbelievable. The mm. way that game holds... I'm playing on fidelity mode because I think the ray tracing adds a lot to the game. Yeah. Um, but it holds a steady 30 constantly and mm. holy shit, there's so much happening in combat. There's like the underground have got these like neon purple uh, weapons and you're using this like really orangey yellow like electricity all the time. Mm, and it's just so pretty effect <laughs> popping off like everywhere. It's really, mm. really cool. Um, and so it adds that visual flair to it, but there's also, it makes the, the combat feel so much deeper than, than the first game. Like mm. I, I never thought the first game was like a cheap ripoff of like Batman. I thought it was smarter than that. But this one really shows how smart that entire system is because okay, you cool. are you are using you can only use electricity attacks when you've built up like a meter and you mm. get that meter by like hitting and dodging enemies. So it's like you've got to hit, you've got to bounce between enemies. You're pressing triangle to web zip to someone, hit them twice, web zip to someone else, hit them twice, um, launch someone in the air, hit them in the air, then zip someone into the air. Oh, then I've got venom, so now I can take out this guy. It's like. It's really it's but a fun it, balance. At, at the same time, it's fluid. It doesn't feel like I'm, I'm like, f- sort of. It's not the Doom Eternal problem, which I find where it's like mm. I need this this ammo to deal with this enemy, and I have yeah. to like bounce between. It feels natural, but also like I'm thinking about combat. I'm not just mashing yeah. on square, and it's just so satisfying. Like there's probably my favorite move is this uh, Venom launch, where if you're on the ground. 
you can burn a venom stack by pressing L1 and square and you will like do like an air of effect around like an air of effect attack around you and everyone near you will launch up and get electrocuted. And okay. it's just such a great crowd control method because I can mm. just like launch five enemies in the air and take them out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, the combat is just... I, I can't imagine going back to Peter now where he doesn't have this. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, so it makes me wonder, like, what are they going to do with the next game I just, now? I don't know. Like, I think Darren... I was chatting to Darren about this and he was like, probably what they're going to have to do is integrate Peter's gadgets into the combat system as opposed to having it on like an R1 because mm. Miles still has gadgets. You know, you have that gadget wheel and you can... But I hardly yes. used my like web shooters in combat which mm. i used a lot in the original, original spider-man yeah. yeah this one i just don't feel the need to so i feel like they're gonna have to integrate some of those gadgets into your standard attacks as opposed to making it like an equipable weapon to mm. feel as fluid because yeah yeah i i really don't want to go back to a game where i don't have the you know <laughs> this many options hand. yeah and then on top of that so he has the electricity um, which ties into some puzzles as well in some cool ways. Uh, but then also in your stealth sections, um, you have invisibility. Uh, so active camo, mm. which runs on like a meter. So what's cool is that I there's an ability where like if you, if you fuck up and you do a takedown that wasn't safe, so someone would have seen you, it auto cloaks mm. you so that okay. you won't be spotted. So that's like a nice like, okay, you messed up. Yeah, you know, we've got you. We've got you. But then at the same time, there's also... I feel like they get more inventive with the scenarios they put you in because they expect you to use active camouflage to get to enemies that you otherwise wouldn't be able to. So there's some cool instances where you have to think about like, oh, right, I can go invisible. So of course I can get to this area unseen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there, there was this one side mission where I had to get close... I'm not going to say why, but I had to get close to like a group of pigeons and they kept flying <laughs> away from me. And I was like, I like, couldn't understand wow. it. I spent like 20 minutes like finding new angles to come at them. And then eventually I was like, all oh, right, I can go invisible. And I went invisible <laughs> and I just like walked like in oh the middle gosh. of them. And I was like, oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> I get it, game. I get what you're trying to tell me. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> so it's stuff like that. It's You can even cloak during combat. So... Okay. If you're feeling a bit overwhelmed or or if you just want to like throw them off a little bit, you like quickly tap cloak, you move around a little bit or you web zip to someone and it like completely resets the flow of combat. It again, just so fluid. So good. good. Time. And this is all you know, this is all on top of the the core like tenants of, of the game that were good in the original. Like the swinging is still super fun. Um, mm, Miles has his own like feedback now. Yeah, so you've got a bit of haptic feedback. Like you can feel. So the trigger is, I don't really understand what it's trying to convey, but basically the trigger is like completely loose up until right at the end, where you can like forcibly push it all the way through. And I don't know if that extends your swing or something. And I was testing no. it out. Like if I don't push it all the way through, then what happens is like as I'm getting near the end of my swing, that resistance disappears. And then my finger naturally uh, just like pushes through it. So I don't know. I can feel what it's trying to do, but I'm not sure what like mechanic it's trying to yeah. like convey, convey to me. Or, yeah. Um, okay. But the vibration's really good. 
the dual sense works works really well in that sense and yeah i think you know miles has got his own animations to combat and swinging and just those little differences like the way he the way he looks so out of control sometimes when he's swinging like he's still mm. learning you know what i mean it just gives him so much more character it doesn't feel mm. like a reskinning of yeah. peter parker um and it is kind of weird at the beginning when you see them swinging together you can immediately tell the differences just the yeah, way they approach things so yeah it's it's great i mean this is all outside of a fantastic story that i think is it's a bit smaller scope but there's also more characters that i cared about like in yeah. terms of writing like miles's friends his his mother the only person i really didn't like was I guess he's not he's not really the big bad, but he's like the big corporate bad guy, Simon Krieger, who's mm-hmm. voiced by Troy Baker. Firstly, I like Troy Baker, but this performance is like it sounds real phoned in. Like Oh really? Yeah. yeah. It just sounds like Yeah, it just sounds like Troy Baker. So I was like, okay. <laughs> um and the character just doesn't have enough really going for him that makes them interesting. So but other than that, the the ending is something. The ending is yeah, the ending really good. good. Um, mm. Again, like from a story perspective, but also like visually, like you played the original, the ending there is one of the most visually beautiful things that I've mm. ever seen on a PS4. And then Insomnia comes here and they're like, yeah, okay, we, we can okay. do better. <laughs> oh and they God. do. Like I, I was busy playing this and I'm like, how the fuck are they making it look <laughs> this good? Like it, yeah, what a, what a finale. Cool, I can just I, tell I'm you. I'm very keen to, to play this game. It's really so good. I just wrapped up my stuff. I probably won't get the platinum because I was looking at the trophies, and one of the trophies is complete the game in New Game Plus, and I was like, no. Hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I want to, but I, mean, I don't if, have time for that. <laughs> if, if you were to like skip every cutscene in that, I mean, how long do you think it would take? Yeah, I, I mean, think, like, how would how was your how long is your game time now? Guesstimate. Um, ooh, guesstimate. I don't know. Probably close to like. 12 to 15 and i did everything okay like yeah. i i did all the all the side missions all the yeah it's probably about 12 it's not that long like mm. it's very um uncharted lost legacy length um okay but again i felt by the end i didn't feel cheated i mm. felt like the story had a a good pace i was playing like two or three hours in the evenings mm. um and i just you know i looked forward to to booting it up and playing it um yeah yeah it's it's a phenomenal it's a game time. i think i think it's just insomniac really knocked it out the park um and i'm very keen to see where they take spider-man from here now to be fairly honest well so. what's nice is that i do think the next so i mean sony did the thing with like hey here's a new spider-man and then only later like <coughs> also coming to ps4 mm-hmm. um so i'm quite curious to see the next game wherever it goes but beside that i'm pretty sure it'll be a ps5 exclusive like i think, I by think that at point, that point yeah like the ps4 will be you know shelved and they can 100 percent lean into well we don't have to worry about backward compatibility or whatever like let's really lean into the ps5 and what it's capable of so i i, I, I wonder know. like if they've i i assume they've at least started on it but like mm. this came in two years and let me tell you some of the production value on here it, it could have been they could have easily padded this out with missions and called it a sequel mm. like no yeah. doubt they could have um 
but like they've also got Ratchet and Clank coming next year. So like, oh holy shit, shit. they're busy. They are. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, you know, if it takes another two or three years for another Spider-Man, I wouldn't be surprised. And by then, mm. yeah, I definitely think it's only PS5. So yeah, so yeah what a game. Um, Spider-Man. Real good. Really, good really time. good. Yeah, I'm playing that next. And I can't wait. But what have you been playing? What have you been playing? We've both been playing some some Demon Souls as well. I mean, I know you mm. you, you haven't played as but, much as I have. Yeah, I only started it up again last night after Miles, but you you finished it. I finished the damn My game. My God. <laughs> I, I feel like when you told me that yesterday, I was like, oh, that was it's, quick. It's actually not that long. So okay. my, I think my clocked playtime was like 24 hours. And if you if you sit and think, well, if I that's sit actually and think pretty that, fast for someone who's never played Demon Souls. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's I've played other from games, mm. and I still died a fair bit. Like I died 140, 150 times. So if I take Damn out, son. if I take out, like if I were to just play through each section, know where I'm going. Like the game's not that long. Like in comparison to a a Bloodborne or Dark Souls three, which feels like I mean, you've played Bloodborne, you know, it's like you go into an area and you just keep going and going and going and going I'm, oh i'm curious play play bloodborne again now that you know where you're going and it's <laughs> i don't it's know it's quite it, rapid like yeah no, it'll be short but i think my first bloodborne playthrough was also like 30 hours let's say like 30 ish whatever mm. but i mean at so the point i'm getting at is that the game felt like i was actually just as surprised like oh like I, I finished the game but it was a good time like i i think there are five areas and yeah, you would know, like just just exploring them, that's actually where the real joy in the game comes from. I think it's just it's it's actually amazing how even from the get-go, from had such strong level design. I don't I can't imagine playing this in a PS3. Like imagine being a new person playing this in a PS3 for the first time and then just exploring these levels. I would have been absolutely floored by how sprawling and how big they are. Like yeah. I don't know what they look like because I'd never played the original, but the fact that there were these super dark dungeons to go and explore with like tons of enemies and traps and disaster just waiting to happen it, it really must have been mind-blowing like there's a reason it led to you know more games being made and why it's so beloved by a lot of people um but yeah demon souls in the ps5 is it's incredible like i was telling you yesterday i had an itch for bloodborne i'm like yeah okay i've, I've played this game let me go back and uh, just explore some other from games and booting up bloodborne now I know people say the jump from PS4 to PS5 doesn't feel that big because the real emphasis is um, low times, let's say, like low times and is ray tracing, like all those bells and whistles. But if you have just played Demon Souls and you go back to Bloodborne, it's like, oof, mm. this hurts my eyes. <laughs> Especially <laughs> like, since Demon Souls is like, it's like the only, PS5. one of yeah. the only PS5 only games. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, frame rates aside, I mean, Demon Souls is the, the, I mean, besides the in performance mode at 60 frames per second, but like visually in terms of lighting and just how it feels, it looks so smooth, you know, going back to Bloodborne, it's 30 frames per second. And then there's none of this like fancy lighting. The mm -hmm. environments don't look as polished. And like, I'm not knocking Bloodborne. It's a great game. I'm just trying to show that like Demon Souls is a hundred percent a PS5 game where it's like, shit, if they can do this for this game, like what else can they do with games that are still to come like you've said miles morales looks good because it's got ray tracing and all these cool things on mm -hmm. i wonder what if you were to beat up your ps4 look at the old spider-man if you'd be like oh it still looks good it'd be like Ugh, like it doesn't 
look as nice. What will Bloodborne 2 look like? What will Bloodborne... Yeah, that's actually what I'm getting at. Like, what is... Where's Elden Ring, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Demon's Souls... So, as as the first game from FromSoft in this whole genre or whatever, um, it's hard. Like, I died plenty... I suppose my my only criticism, and it's not really a criticism because I understand that is their first time exploring this genre. The bosses, like you've pointed out before, are more puzzle-like. They're not so much like a lot of bosses I beat first time, mm-hmm. which very relieved to do because you yeah. know, I want to sit and die multiple times. But it's not <laughs> it's not quite like Bloodborne or Dark Souls where you know you'll really hit your head against the wall trying to fight a boss over and over again bar, bar a few exceptions there are two or three that come to mind i'm like that feels very much like a you know one of the modern day bosses yeah um yeah but yeah it, it's clear that i don't know they were trying to convey like big you know scale battles whatever but maybe at the time they didn't have the means or the tech or the i don't know just the know-how to you know for example do a second phase or third phase boss mm. fight which we all know now is a staple i mean when we both fought the phalanx or i don't know whichever boss, yeah. we were like "Ooh, what's the second phase gonna look like and there just isn't you the boss you see is what you get from the get whatever you see from the get-go is what you get for the rest of the fight and that's fine but my i just want to you know point out that don't go in thinking like oh this is going to be like you know demon souls i mean they're, mu- they're much slower or, fights as far as i can tell more, yeah yeah it's and a lot of them are really like huh, okay i need to just avoid dying and figure out how to kill this boss it's not yeah. so much a thing of i need fast reflexes you know again mm-hmm. bar a couple of exceptions but what i think is quite cool is that if you are new to this sort of genre and you've been put off before because you get stuck on boss fights this might actually be a good introduction to these games because Bar the areas being very difficult, the boss fights themselves are very doable. It's yeah. really just about figuring out how to do them. And it's less so about, you know, your like I've said, your quick reflexes and whatnot. Um, I d- yeah, yeah I, I definitely think that. I I think they are a bit more more manageable, which is which is good because the the checkpoints to get to them are way more Super spaced long. out. Mm. Um, you know, there is no lantern very close to a boss like there is in Bloodborne. Um, no. <laughs> or, or, or a shortcut that leads to a lantern. You know, like in Bloodborne, I can think of so many, like the Cleric Beast, which is the mm. first optional boss. Like there is a shortcut that leads right back to a lantern, like not even too yeah. far from there. Oh, yeah. Um, Father Gascoigne also has a... Uh, uh, a shortcut that leads back to the same lantern actually um yeah but i, I think none that's of a, that yeah i think those are lessons they learned though in that mm. okay we're going to make the buses a lot harder but how do we make the experience more seamless that we don't have you know players bitching about the whole act of getting there in the first place mm. i mean like demon souls has shortcuts like for sure but it, it does, feels yeah. like it feels like there's still a bit of padding or distance to get to some of the bosses um and i feel like i feel like the levels themselves are i feel like the levels themselves are way harder um i think yeah in terms of actual levels yeah like the the challenges sure there there are some levels where it's like holy shit (laughs) like just leave me alone you're being Mm. relentless right now i mean i don't know if you there's one world which focuses on uh 
which have you only done you've only explored three of the worlds i think four have you done i did the rolling skeleton one so you've missed one i think that's what i'm thinking of where it's just like it's relentless and like yeah like there's no quick way to get to the boss for a long time and it's just yeah it, it can be very frustrating but that's that's the nature of I, some of these i moved these away games. from the rolling skeleton world purely because i got so far and then I got to like that cliffside and then it's like narrow and then those fucking like magic manta mm-hmm. rays are shooting you from the sky. And mm-hmm. I was just like, the, I can't. I think, yeah, that is probably one of the most frustrating parts of the game. Good Lord. <laughs> and Stupid magic that, manta rays. They don't go away. <laughs> did you kill the uh, the big, the big, uh, mm, did you kill slowly. him? Oh, mm. I didn't. I just ran past him. I was like, no. Nah. I was like, this nobody got time have, for this. This thing must have good loot, and it wasn't. It was like a thousand <laughs> souls. <laughs> I was like, damn this. Not thing. even that many souls. A thousand is not like, even that many. It was like nothing. Yeah, I was oh like, oh my well, god. Okay. Um, the pairing those skeletons is super satisfying, though. Like I've got that timing waxed, and it's I think, so yeah, good. The, it's it's amazing how. Like if I sit and think, if if you play, you've only played Bloodborne, right? And now Demon Souls. I've played a bit of Demon Souls. Uh, I play. I mean, sorry. I played a bit Dark of Dark Souls, Souls yeah. and I played quite a bit of Sekiro, but oh, didn't yeah, finish it yeah. as well. But it's it's amazing how you can play any of these games. At least in my experience, you can play any of them, and it almost immediately makes you want to play the others again. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just something about I don't know if it's the like it's level design and enemies, obviously, but like. There's something about the combat itself where it's so almost methodical and like per- like full of purpose where you do an attack and there's like weight to it. You see the, the damage mm. number pop up. And like I finished Demon Souls, I'm like, well, now I want to go just see what Bloodborne looks like on my PS5 now. And I also want to replay Dark Souls 3. And maybe I should pick up Dark Souls 1 on the Switch or play the remastered somewhere. And yeah, like there's a reason that these games and their DNA are so addictive because they're really good like mm. i know i know blue point didn't you know it's not their formula it's Tom's yeah. formula but they really took this game and they gave it such a good coat of polish that it's like i pointed out earlier it's almost difficult to go back to bloodborne like i'll get over it obviously like i'll play bloodborne for an hour and i'll be none the wiser but mm. going back to it immediately it's like oof. especially like, I, just can, the i think the fluidity yeah. is a big one because like man i the whole 60 frames per second is really it adds mm. a whole new element to this game where it's like yeah it's much easier to parry well I wouldn't say easier but it feels more it feels responsive like you, you, to parry yeah, yeah so I mean I would I would love it if Bloodborne's a PlayStation 4 exclusive if at any God, point from said like they just I mean there've been rumors for a long time of like Bloodborne coming out on PC mm. like how cool would it be if they I don't know, just simply unlock the frame rates. I mean, yeah, I, don't, just, I know it's not a... If they I put it out on PC, just like, yeah, patch just it on drop, PS4. Drop, drop a patch on, on PS5 to be like, hey, it's the same game, but like, it just runs smoother. Oh it'd God, be, I will replay so that good, game yeah. again. I don't even care. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I, I wish. Because like, that's the thing that, like you said, going back to Bloodborne would be, would be difficult now. And you could, I mean, Dark Souls remastered um did launch on ps4 with like an unlocked 60 frame rate so mm. you can play that now all fluid yeah. and whatnot um but i mean yeah like you said it's blue points not changed the formula so this is still 
you know, from software's DNA. And it's mm. amazing that, it, you know, design elements this old still stand up. Um, I'm having yeah. a great time with it. Uh, I, I, really think, I think that's what blows my mind is because I've always known that Demon's Souls was the first game from the whole franchise, whatever. And when they said they were remaking it, it's like, oof, like, I don't know how that'll hold up today because, you know, I mean, at the time, I don't know if it was clear, but you can kind of gather that, you know, you don't want to piss fans off because if they change the formula, it's going to piss people off. So oh, they're, going to kind of, yeah. they're going to kind of have to stick to the formula, but like, how will that hold up in a modern setting? And it really does hold up. It's the same, it's same good formula of, you know, great level design. You've got your like tons of different weapons and builds you can do. Um, but like, like I said, the only thing that, that to me seems dated and it's not really a criticism is that the bosses are more puzzle like. Mm. Um, so like if you're going in as a big FromSoft fan expecting super challenging bosses, like don't, you, you're going to set yourself up for disappointment because while there are some challenging bosses, some of them are like, it's a walkover because it's just the thing of you survive long enough you to figure out you figure what it the out, trick yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I um, do think that all the bosses, um, what I found is that they require more patience than anything mm, else. Like the phalanx yeah. is a is a real battle of attrition. The tower knight, the tower knight is actually kind of weird because if you like, if you don't realize that you need to attack his ankles, like mm. oh, I don't yeah, know how I you'd mean, I don't know how you'd manage that I, fight. I'm not I'm not oblivious to the fact that we live like we live in a time where you know, it's very easy to just YouTube a video. Not that that wasn't a thing in 2008, but I think given that you and I, for example, have played a bunch of other games that mm. could maybe employ the same sort of tricks. Like when I got to the Tower Knight, you and I both are like, hmm, like how do you do this? It almost became obvious, like, no, you have to attack its ankles. Whereas back then playing a game like this for the first time, you probably were like, how yeah. the shit, how do I beat this boss? And there was one boss in particular and I'm, quite curious to see how you deal with it when you get there it is a hundred percent a thing of you can't fight this boss you have to just figure out how to overcome it um so yeah it's it's a good it, time though i, I yeah, really enjoyed it i, I think yeah playing that on ps3 without knowing like this is the pace of a souls game like not being careful not being you know not expecting what you expect mm. i mean we're surprised by these bosses because we expect them to be harder yeah. But I assume at the time they were hard because it was like, how do I kill this thing? You know what I mean? Like mm. I, I don't, I don't get how this works. And then on top of that, you know, dying. I mean, the phalanx is to me the only boss that is like really easy to get back to mm. uh, because it's like right there. But it's like, man, there, yeah. if I got to the town at the first time and then had to redo that entire bridge section, like, yeah, I'd be, be like, pissed. fuck this game, you know? <laughs> but because I know, because I expect this this sort of like rhythm from a souls game now mm. like i'm more welcoming of it so yeah I, it, I can't imagine like i i applaud the people who stuck with this when this launched because if it mm. wasn't for them we wouldn't have a souls genre we'd never have yeah yeah i, I want to imagine that that reality but last thing before we move on what, what i do find interesting is that the bosses that are the most the most difficult are the ones that closely resemble the bosses we fight today in like bloodborne and dark souls 3 it is i thought you meant in real life i was like wow okay uh, in real your, life, your reality real. is real weird <laughs> <laughs> no but like the, those there are a handful of bosses that are you know a hundred percent it's not a puzzle it's you against the boss and you 
dodging and timing your attacks. Mm. Those to me were the most difficult. And it's funny because those are pretty much what all modern FromSoft bosses are. It's like, uh, like maybe one in 10 are there's a trick to the boss, whatever. But otherwise, it's just you and your wits against whatever you're up against. So I do feel yeah. like Demon Souls, like I've played. Uh, I've played Dark Souls and obviously Bloodborne and I mean Dark Souls is a bit slower but Bloodborne really makes you feel agile um, mm. your dodges are really fast and whatever here like your backstep is like fucking nothing mm. in Demon's Souls so I definitely think the the bosses stick to the rhythm of the game as well you are far you feel a lot clunkier and slower mm. um, and the enemies most of them kind of respect that Except yeah. octopus heads. Fuck those guys. <laughs> I hate those guys so much, man. But, you have no but, idea. But doesn't it... I mean, do you, I don't know how well you remember Bloodborne, but the, there's 100% an enemy in Bloodborne that's like identical. The little leech things, yeah. And it's so funny because playing playing this game now, there, there are a lot of things where I'm like, oh, I wonder if that thing in Dark Souls 3 was meant to be a reference to this thing over here. Like it probably was, but it's actually really cool to see these little things that they did first off that have stuck out you know those little leech games. things in in bloodborne <laughs> suck because they'd stun you and then it'd be super gross they'd just be like a little thing coming out their head and they'd just mm. suck mm -mm, mm -mm. these time. octopus things though you know what bugs me the, the much about so much about them is like their their magic attack the area of effect is so strong mm. and it knocks you down so by yeah. the time you've gotten back up they've already done another one so you just get you just well, get like staggered. Like, have you been hit by? I don't know what that spell's called, but is it soul arrow? It's just like oh, their soul bolts. arrow is ridiculous as well. It's like insta kill. I'm like, why? Even if you, <laughs> even if you block it, it takes like half your health. It's ridiculous. No, but like, there've been times where I've straight up just died to it. Sometimes I take the damage like, ow, oh, that hurts. Sometimes it just insta kills. And I'm like, are there crits in this game that I'm not aware of? Like, and then, and then they'll hit you with that stun magic. And then they'll, you know, if if you've like got full health, maybe you'll survive their mm. their like quote unquote visceral attack. But then again, it drops you to the ground. So yeah. as soon as you get up, they hit you with magic and you die. And you I'm gotta just like, roll. Fuck these guys. <laughs> I hate them so much. God. It's a good time. It's a good time though. And uh, also um, also their magic lingers in the air. So sometimes I've been far enough away from them, they they pop their magic and I run towards them and it's still there. So yeah. as I'm running towards them, I, I get damaged damage. and I die. And I'm like, oh my God, I hate this game, game so much, but um, I love it. It's Yeah, that's it's one of those love-hate relationships where I, I'm very keen to replay it. And like mm. you said, now, so like with Bloodborne, replaying that the second time, knowing where to go, how to beat the bosses, it's so much faster and it's it's just, just as fun. It my really so my second Bloodborne playthrough was me firstly making sure I got to Kanehurst because I missed that the first time. Mm. Um, but also like not caring about spoilers like i read up yeah, you know read so up. much lore and figured out i missed so many areas like i missed the area with the choir completely the first time as well mm. i didn't know that a key later on in the game opened up that door in cathedral ward and it's like yeah there's two whole bosses there that i missed so yeah. like that's what was so satisfying about bloodborne because as i as I read up on all the things I missed, it like filled in these pockets of knowledge. And I was like, oh, mm. it like connects way more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's cool. Great game. Good time. Fuck those Chalice Dungeons. Though. I'm not doing that <laughs> shit. Also, you what? haven't played the DLC. <gasps> see, well, that's why I've got it on PS5 now. And I'm pleased to see that my trophies and everything 
are still present and my save game's there. So what did I you lost... what did you spec in? Uh, I don't Strength know. Strength and agility. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> there's a but, th- there's a weapon in oh, yeah? the old hunters. Um, it's the same weapon that a boss has, Lady Maria, that you find yeah? near the end of the old hunters. But mm. fuck that weapon. Rips. It is so good. And if you've specced in strength and agility, it's a good time. You're gonna be slaying yeah, people. I, think, I mean, I think I think where I last left off, I was just in Chalice Dungeon. So if I ever do get the time to do I mean the point of this was I wanted to get a platinum. So I'll probably finish the Chalice Dungeons. I'm like halfway through. I should just see it out, finish the game and then do a clean playthrough mm. where I then incorporate the old hunters DLC. Oh, that DLC so, is so good, man. We'll see. It's we'll so see. good. I Mm. it's a good time and it fills in some some real story gaps it's nice it's fucking you know, great because i knew exactly what was going on in that story <laughs> listen you just gotta look up that dude on youtube who does all Vart, the lore videos Vart, bits, man. It's a good so time. good so good love those lore videos well, i think now, now, I, now i get to go watch all the demon souls videos which no, I'm that too for. that yeah i'm yeah i'm keaton i uh i killed patches in bloodborne fuck that guy yeah i i let him I let him live, but I'm think next. He tries to kill you in Bloodborne. He, he's oh, and in Demon Souls, sorry, I didn't kill him. Oh no, Demon Souls, I haven't killed him. I, you know, he's a, he's a good merchant. I'm I'm buying stuff from him. So, what is he a merchant in your Demon Souls? Yeah, he's on the Nexus. Hmm. Wait, sorry, that's not Patches. I'm thinking of the dude that looks like Patches. It's not uh, Patches. Yeah, no, it's not Patches. I did I did find Patches. I he's don't know asshole. what he does. Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah. No, sorry, I, I keep thinking of the bald merchant who I thought was Patches initially, oh, no, but no, it's no. not Patches, no. yeah. It's not him. Um, sure, Demon Souls, good time. Would recommend. Get good. That's it. Um, we're quite, quite slim on time here, but I will very, very, very quickly tell you guys that I have finished Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Where do you find the fucking time? Well, see, this is why I stream. So I've, I've been streaming Demon Souls, playing some Assassin's Creed on the side. Um, just playing this uh, 60 hour open world game on the side casual Um, you know (laughs) whatever when I say I I I finished the game I mean I have technically reached the end of all story missions and I've not seen credits but I know that I'm at yeah I know know I'm at the end of the game because by the time I've done the whole of England it's like hey you've done the whole map you've um there's a way they phrase it, like you've not liberated, you've done something to, you've pacified England, whatever it is. Now you just need to go, like, carry on doing side stuff, like explore the world, do mysteries, keep killing members of the order. And I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. Hold on. So you finished the story missions. Did you go out of the animus? Mm hmm. And now still didn't. Back in t- still no didn't credits. Pop- what the fuck? No credits. Mm hmm. So I've been chatting to Jeff about it, and he's like, no. You're not going to get credits. If you want credits, you have to do X, Y, Z. I was like, no. look, I've, I've had my full of the game. I enjoyed no, I enjoyed my 60 hours, but I just don't have it in me to go and Did Did do... it wrap up the modern story yet? Or is that still part of like no, you have to do it's, side it's, stuff? It's, it's, see, that that's the thing. Okay, It's like semi-wrapped up the modern story. Okay. Mm. So I don't know if I go do the side stuff, if there'll be more to that modern story, but it's I'm not. Like, the modern story is nonsense I've, anyway. So. Yeah. Let me tell you, as someone who's never played Assassin's Creed, uh, all I know about Assassin's Creed, or all I knew about Assassin's Creed going in is that it's not actually, 
you know, a game set in the past. Mm. I mean, it's a game set in the past, but you it's more a thing of you in modern times and you exploring the past via the animus. Like that is literally my my knowledge of the game. I had no idea that there was this, this whole shit about, there was a whole like race before humankind and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yep. Because let me tell you, when before I read up all of this, Playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, getting introduced to this stuff, I was like, what the shit is going on yep. here? <laughs> it was so, so jarring. Um, so the, yeah, look, the I, modern story lore it's is wild. so... I was reading up yesterday. <sighs> I read up a whole lot on like, so bad. The Assassin's Creed's before. I'm like, okay. There's like, the you play as Desmond, who's like, you know, you, you're technically trying to like put off this cataclysmic event in modern time and i'm like okay then there's another cataclysmic event then there's and it it also just contradicts itself all the time like the whole series was built on this foundation that you know desmond was special because he was directly tied to all these assassins like the lineage and then Mm. later on layla who's in this one is just like nah i can explore the memories of anyone like and they just do yeah, not explain it and I, like i've learned after reading yesterday that layla is actually present in origins and odyssey as yep. well okay. yeah yeah she she's introduced in origins but then like okay. the big major villain i think in the like and uh the abstergo villain um who i think was introduced before origins or whatever they kill that major villain off in a comic and they just like <laughs> lightly reference it in the game it's like what are you okay. doing like yeah no. I don't know. So, nonsense. All, all I'll say about Valhalla, like weird modern story side, the game, the open world stuff is good. Like, I do mm. like that. So, I don't know if you remember when we, we first spoke about Valhalla, I was very confused because I was like, do these games have side quests? <laughs> <laughs> Which I later learned is it 100% does. It just doesn't like put a pin on your map saying like, hey, there's a side quest here. It's a so that's of, specific to Valhalla. That's speci- yeah, but yeah. that's specific to Valhalla and that like, hey, there's there's something they to call see them here. We're discoveries not, or whatever. Disc- or, or mysteries or whatever. Like, we're mm. not going to tell you what it is, but it could be a side quest or it could be loot or something. I actually really like that purely mm. because it like, when you explore the game, it makes it feel almost more natural and seamless mm-hmm. like if i was just riding across the map and then i would hear someone call from the house like help my house is on fire i'm like oh like that's a side quest it's not marked on the map but it almost feels like it just happened naturally yes yeah i really do like that approach i and agree i would be yeah. be quite curious to see what they do with the next assassin's creed if they go back to i think like odyssey is like packed to the bromid side quest it's too much man it's too much yeah, like i don't know if they'll go back to that or if they'll stick with this more like it feels very natural to do. I mean, it this you played way. this for sixty hours, and this was them like reining themselves in. That gives yeah, you an idea I, of how massive that, Odyssey was. Yeah, and sixty hours is like I think by forty hours in, I was like, okay, I need to stop doing side stuff. I need mm. to move on to other games. I'm just going to focus on the main quest. Mm-hmm. If I did the side stuff, like I was telling you, this game's easily a hundred plus hours. Like, oh yeah, easy. there's so much to see and do. Um, but all I want to say is that so I enjoy that part of it i think that's a really great feature um it's a good open world game like i think in terms of how it lays things out and how you explore it's really good but it's not in my game of the year discussion at all like it's yeah it's a thing of like i'm glad i played it i enjoyed it but it's i don't know like if i compare it to something like ghost of tsushima for example i feel like i was way more engaged and ghost of tsushima felt more I don't know. It felt like 
it is more reined in in some regards. Like I've played it for maybe 30, 35 hours and I'd seen most of the map and done a lot of side stuff. Whereas this game feels like there's just too much. And that's that for me puts me off a bit because I don't have infinite time. Like uh, I'm, I am in a position where I've got other games to play and I need to get through them. So mm, mm. yeah, but overall like great open world game. I can't tell you how stacks up against oddity and origins but i did enjoy it enough that i'm like i should probably get to the others at some point i just mm. don't know when i ever will. i would yeah, yeah i mean i'd super recommend it especially um origins, origins. just because i i think origins setting is so awesome mm. like that's most of the reason i love the game was its setting and its two main characters um mm. but yeah i mean i've played valhalla i I haven't played much of it recently because mm-hmm. I just I kind of like fell off of it because like it had such a good opening I thought um mm. I really enjoyed the opening and I think visually it's like really beautiful um yeah. I th- I think especially when you're in Norway where it's like snow and everything it's like really stunning um I just you know I got really excited when they were like oh we're bringing social stealth back and we're bringing you know blending um in and I was like oh fuck okay they're bringing in you know, the things from the older Assassin's Creed games that I yeah, like. Yeah, that you really enjoyed. Because, yeah. like, yeah, these things are full-fledged RPGs now. They are not action mm. games. And I'm fine with that. Like, I liked Origins a lot. Um, mm. But it is it just does feel like it's missing some of the, the original DNA. So I was, like, excited for that. But, man, this game really does not want you to stealth at all. Like, ever. Yeah, like, I think... The only reason it's called Assassin's Creed is because it ties into the whole yeah. you know, Templar, well, Hidden Ones versus Templar storyline. Yes. Um, but in terms of the actual game, like there's, like they they give you a a blade, like yeah, this is a you know the signature weapon. It's like mm. okay, that's cool, but stealth is like not a thing in that game. And another thing, I was telling you, if I were to play the game stealthy, you can, like mm. I suppose you can. You know, there, there are limitations. That game would be even longer. <laughs> I still <laughs> feel like, like all the encounters aren't really designed for it. They're designed no. for maybe you can kill two people stealthily, but then you will be in open combat, like straight mm. up. And I may, maybe we should have figured it out at the beginning where Eva was like, I'm not stealthy. I'm putting this hidden blade on top of my wrist. I'm At that point, I should have been like, okay, fuck, this is what they're yeah, going like for in the game. Is... Like, but, but like, like, you can't do raids stealthily. You can't do yeah. story assassination stealthily. Like there's... It really yeah, think, de-emphasizes stealth. I think that the raid thing in particular is a bit weird because like they could have done it that, you know, maybe, you know, if, if you're really good, you could do it stealthily. Mm. But even in the game mechanic itself, you can't because you need to force doors open and you need an extra person to like open up the chest. Yeah. You like, need to initiate the raid, which... Like, like why? Yeah. They could have 100% made it like... Imagine it was part of the story thing. I'm like, no, you can do an all-out Viking raid or... You know, like a good thing to do would just be, you know, do it sneakily, not mm. really bring attention to yourself. But it, it really feels like that's never. I just, I, done. I don't get it. Like they, they've got this whole mechanic where it's like, oh, if you put on your cloak, you will start blending with people, but you're spotted like instantly. So mm. it's like you can't, you can't walk past a guard at no, all. No, you can't. So like, what's the point? Like, and there's not enough people where I don't know. It that's the part that irritated me. And when I started seeing that the game was like leaning more and more into combat. I was like, this combat is not good enough for me to invest 60 mm. hours into it. So I was just like, you know what? I've got Spider-Man. I've got Demon Souls. I'll maybe come back to Valhalla. You know what I actually started playing was Ghost of Tsushima? Because I was like, oh, yeah. 
I'm waiting for that. I'm needing that like Assassin's Creed like itch, and that is way mm. better at at giving me That's that. It's the better Assassin's Creed game. Like I'll yeah. agree with you. I think those two next to each other, Ghost of Tsushima, is like hands down a, a better game. And oh but man, like, on PS5, that thing is smooth. It's good. Yeah. Like like I said, Valhalla is a great open world game, but it's it's just an open world game. Mm. Like it's. You know, I can't tell you, the story blew me away. Like, I really, I actually quite liked Avil, I thought. Mm. Yeah, I think Avil's cool. Avil and Sigurd have a cool relationship. Yeah, so like, interesting game, but not my game of the year. No, no, it's not, it's not there. And it's weird, because when I started it, I was like, oh, cool, okay. This Mm. is like, this is good. I'm like, invested. And I think I've played like 10 to 15 hours, and I just don't Mm. feel invested at all anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Sure. It's fun. That prologue's cool. real good. I enjoyed it's the prologue a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but that's games we've been playing. That's the last you'll hear from us this year. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Um, so we, we've we've over an hour, but we still have stuff to do. Mm, so we're not gonna we're not gonna do news and um game releases like Cyberpunk's out this week, whatever. Um <laughs> you know, just a, just a small indie game, you know. Just uh, you mm, know. T- tiny little game. Uh so what we are going to do is, uh, if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, this coming Thursday is Jeff Keighley's Game Awards, which is like, to me, is like the indicator that the gaming year is over when that thing uh, debuts. So I don't know. I thought, well, you you suggested we go through some predictions for the award show. I mean, last year, um, you're muted, by the way. Um oh. <laughs> every time every damn time <laughs> La- last year last year's award show was kind of insane like they revealed the xbox series x at that event yep. which was wild um i can't actually remember much else that happened at that event yeah but th- there were things that happened <laughs> i always blend them together like i was like oh two years ago they did bayonetta 3 and it turns out that was three like, years ago like three years ago yeah. yeah so stuff like that but keely always manages to sneak in some big announcements um so yeah let's have fun let's see what we can get right and wrong i mean let's shall we save the game of the year for for last probably but let's maybe Mm. fly through some through some okay so so first what what are you two what what are your like one or two announcements outside of the oh you mean actual game announcements what what do you think will happen hmm Shit, now I'm on the spot. I didn't even think about that. I thought we were just going <laughs> to do some nominees here. Um, hmm. I Maybe, think, I okay, think we'll, get a, we'll get a Ratchet & Clank release date. Okay. And, hmm. Hmm, what else? I think we'll see Microsoft's initiative project, project for the first time. So they've had this What's that? S- this studio that they called the Initiative that's been working on the uh, game for like okay, three years okay. and they haven't revealed it. Dull, dull but there's okay. more and more leaks coming out about it, and I think we'll get a reveal finally. Oh boy. I definitely think Microsoft has to show something in lieu of them saying, "Yeah, Halo Infinite's not going to be there." They've really, man. For every every time I see a commercial for Xbox, there was one this week where it was like Master Chief playing with a dog. It's like, man, they really fucking thought Infinite was going to be out by now. <laughs> I feel yeah. super bad for them. Um, I mean, yeah. Because they it are getting... Though. Like, the Series X is a great console, but every time I hear someone talk about it, they're like, yeah, but like yeah. all I'm doing is playing games I've already playing played. existing games, yeah. yeah. And, and again, like we've said, PlayStation's got 
ample choice at the moment. So like mm. between so not even just like Miles one good Morales, launch game. It's Demon like Souls good and, variety. Yeah. yeah. It's it's some stuff. Um okay, I think that we will get a if not just a trailer for Breath of the Wild 2, a new <gasps> state for it. Fuck I, yes. I think I think that game's coming out next year. I think so um, too. Yeah. Nintendo I mean, needs to start twenty yeah, it's twenty twenty one. It's been it'll be like four years since the first Breath of the Wild came out. I think that's ample time to, you know, put together a really good sequel. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'd I don't think this will happen, but I'd love to see just a a trailer or a tease for the next Final Fantasy uh, seven part. Oh, um, interesting. I thought you were going to say for sixteen. No, I think sixteen. We've seen a trailer. Oh, we haven't seen gameplay, right? No, there was gameplay in that trailer. Yeah, but we haven't seen like actual. Here's Mm-mm. the combat system, whatever. So maybe maybe something Final Fantasy related. I think yeah. that'd be be a nice. A, a part two something. stinger would be cool. Yeah, like even just a, you know, like a, I don't know, a cinematic setting up. Like we know, we know what the story. Where Maybe the they're just so Aerith less, dying just again. A, <laughs> no, don't do that. Um, <laughs> uh, those are, I'd say, two two cool announcements I'd love to see. Okay, 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 okay. Breath of the Wild two though, man, I need that game in my life. Oh God, yeah. Okay, Especially because we... I, uh, I guess I played a little bit of the uh, Age of Calamity. Game's fun. Oh yeah. Game's it's a good cool. time. Story's mm-hmm. weird, but game's fun. <laughs> did you pick up your game because you played the demo? Or did you start again? Uh, no, I started again because I couldn't remember how the combat worked. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And just Shall murdered we... moblins. <laughs> Moblin murder simulator. That's what that game is. Um, should Okay, we'll save game of the year for last. But mm-hmm. maybe let's just run down this And I don't list. think we need to go through all the esports shit. Oh, what are you talking about? We've got we've got esport predictions. No, I'm kidding. We don't. We don't have <laughs> There's any. There's so many esports awards as well. <laughs> so many. Um, okay. So best best game direction. Do you have the website open? Oh, sorry. Let me let me do that. Do you just do your thing? But I, I can read these out for you so long. So best game direction awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. We have Final Fantasy VII remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half Life Alex, and Last of Us Part Two. Hmm. see it's actually very difficult doing this and i regret suggesting it because now when i'm down to it i'm like i don't know <laughs> it's so good like so awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design like immediately hmm. i'm drawn to the likes of say hades because i think that just stands out as something very hmm. different but then i'm also like ghost of tsushima looked pretty af you know feudal japan and those beautiful tree colors and the wind and everything mm-hmm. super nice um but i haven't played half-life alex so i can't really comment there yeah. obviously the last of us part two just visually what a game uh, yeah i'm the same same I'm, for i'm torn here because like when, when i when i read this category it's like yes it's like a visual direction and a game direction so i'm thinking yeah. of like the actual design and when I think of those two, it's between like Hades and Half-Life Alex for me because like Hades found a way to develop like a persistent story that mm. incorporates the roguelike elements of the game, which is really clever. And then yeah. Alex just like, you know, set the bar for um, like cinematic uh, VR games. Yeah. Uh, just like well- Half-Life 2. Or, or, or like Half-Life the was the benchmark for narrative first-person shooters. It, it does the yeah. same thing. Well, I think let's just remember that it's not games that we want to win. It's games that we think will 
That's Lord true. Will, it will win. So, like, I, I don't know. In this category, I think uh, at the way I feel at the moment, I'd probably lean into Hades. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I almost feel like it might win. I think Hades is like this game that came out of nowhere and it's actually been spoken about by plenty people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I would love to see it win in this category. I I actually think Ghost of Tsushima is going to win. You reckon? Even though I don't want, I don't think out of these nominees it is the one I would pick to win, but I think it will win. I think the one that I would like to win that won't will be Half Life Alex for sure. Okay. I think Half Life Alex is going to get fucking <laughs> snubbed hard. I mean, the fact that it's not even nominated for Game of the Year is already like really irritating, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to make a. I'm making a spreadsheet here quickly. Love. I want to keep track of this. Hang on. So this is you, Alessandro. So I think Matty. yeah. I think Ghost of Tsushima. So you say Ghost of Tsushima. I'm saying Hades. Hades. And yeah. I'll come back to this at some stage. And between you and I, we can see who actually won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next, best narrative. Best narrative between outstanding storytelling th- and narrative development in a game. Between Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Rim. I really need to play this. Loads of people keep talking I, about this. I yeah. Have no idea what this game even is. I must look into it. I think it. it's like a turn-based anime game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then we've got... So you're going to be hearing these four names a lot. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Last of Us Part Two. Hmm. I think this one's easy for me. It's and I, what, Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. I think that's what's going to yeah. win as well. Okay. Like, I, I don't see any other game coming close to that in terms of the votes. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I think... Um, I agree with you in that uh, I 100% think it's going to be the last of us too, but like I, I personally can see merits for others, but yeah, mm, hands down, yeah. last of us too will be an, uh, like a I, I, I'm, I'm like, I like the story in Hades and, mm. you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake is a classic, um, but Ghost of Tsushima didn't really affect me. Well, no, I haven't I think- finished it all, but it didn't really affect me in the same way. No, narrative wise, I think it's, like one of the weaker entries like mm-hmm. personally compared to the others um yeah. but yeah last of us part two was was a real risk in so many ways so oh yeah i i don't see it losing like i, yeah. I really don't see it losing okay best art direction for mm. outstanding creative and or technical achievements in artistic design and animation this we one's have hard <laughs> final <laughs> fantasy 7 remake goes to tsushima Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, The Last of Us Part 2. Jesus. Good Lord, this is a hard one for sure because like, I mean, I think anyone who knows me would say like, I would probably default to Ori and the Will of the Wisps purely because like, that game is a work of art. But Mm. as I've mentioned before, like, Ghost of Tsushima, for example, is such a beautiful rendition of like, feudal Japan. Final Fantasy VII Remake has no business looking as good as it does on a PS4 and running that well. And then, like the, uh, the i don't know if i mentioned hades hades is just dope as shit like yeah I hades has just got such a distinct style to it like yeah. a real style. and then the last of us part two is just it's that realism and that technical whole, to a force yeah yeah it's, oh my gosh yeah, this is a I, yeah because because they combine technical and creative which they should because i uh, yeah i always hated it when awards are like technical art direction and creative art direction so creative, it's the yeah. same thing um fuck i don't know uh, um, I don't know. I have to think that I, I would love, like, purely 
purely because it's not nominated in many other categories, I'd love to see Ori win. Mm. But I have to think, like you pointed out, the fact that it's a combination of creative and technical achievement, like The Last of Us. Yeah. I think I think The Last of Us takes it. Yeah. This one. yeah. It, to, to me, it breaks my heart. To me, it could probably a, be between Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us. Yeah. It really breaks my heart, actually, because these games are all phenomenal. They're all like, they're, oh, they're so all, beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely could see a case where like Ori wins. Like if Ori wins, mm. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense. Actually, any of I these mean, games winning would make I sense mean, Ori, to me. If you can take a screenshot of any part of Ori and it's like a work of art. Yeah. There's, like, there's that much detail. The fluidity to that game. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, it's too good. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm sticking with The Last of Us too. I just think if if they look at the technical and creative side combined, then yeah. Mm, I'm trying I mean, to think. That, that, that thing on a PS4 is just insane. I think Ghost Although... of Tsushima is going to win. <laughs> you think Ghost of Tsushima? Mm. Okay, the I'm whole, changing your the whole like color and stuff of that game, like yeah, I think I think it's going to win. Okay. Uh, best score and music. Hmm. See, this is another tricky so one. The, so it's outstanding <laughs> oh, music, I... inclusive of score, original song, all licensed soundtrack. So this has Doom Eternal. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us 2. Again, <laughs> really difficult category. You So just from my experience, I mean, right off the, so the Last of Us Part 2, I, I think I haven't gone and listened to the soundtrack mm-hmm. at all. Like while I played the game, like really good score, but I'm thinking of music that I listened to long after the fact, like what left the biggest impression on me. Mm. And in this category, I can't say Doom Eternal because like, no. I, I appreciate it with the game, but I, I can't really listen to that music in our I, I haven't listened to that soundtrack like I listen still to this day to the 2016 one. It's yeah. To me, it's not on the same level. But but Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades and Ori, I'm like, shit. Mm. Um, it's difficult because Hades... Like, I don't know. I just think of them all and I'm like, oh my God, they're so good. But, but for me, it's between Final Fantasy VII Remake and Ori because, so Ori is just Gareth Coker being... Oh, he's incredible. Gareth Coker. Yeah. He's, he just puts together such incredible music and that it like really sticks with you forever. And he's doing um, the soundtrack to Halo Infinite, which has me so is, stoked. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. But then Final Fantasy VII Remake is so interesting because it takes existing music like existing songs and it just i mean i don't know if you've you've from what you've played of the game i don't know how far you've Mm. how far along you have to be to listen to you know most of the soundtrack but the music throughout this game is like astounding yeah it's not even a thing of like they remade one song they take Mm. a song and they give it different forms depending on like the boss you're fighting what's happening in the battle and it's just insane i mean the earliest example of that is just at the beginning, um, before you've even faced the Scorpion tank, you hear that uh, the Shinra music, and it's been yeah. remixed in a way where it's like way slowed down. The tempo is much slower, but you can still hear that distinct um, yeah. rhythm to it. It's and really something. What's, re- what's really cool is that even throughout the soundtrack, there are some there are some instances where there are two or three songs like overlapped with each other. Yeah, you, you'll. You'll be fighting a Turk. You'll be like, oh, I hear the Turk theme. Oh, wait, I hear the Shinra theme. Oh, wait, there's also this theme. And it's like, how did they do that? Yeah. So No, it, it is incredible. Um, oh, man. I, Ori. I, think, I think Remake's going to win. 
Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say I'm leaning towards remake for this one. As I, much as I love Ori, it's I want just, Hades to win because I've been listening to oh, Darren likewise. Corb's soundtrack even before Hades was out because he had been putting out music as it was in early access. Yeah, and I, it's just such a phenomenal. So, I mean, I've loved all of his soundtracks. I yeah, I listen to all four of them pretty regularly. So, but I think out of these, I think remake is the one that wins. Yeah. Okay. What is next? I'm not muted, am I? Nope, nope. You sound <laughs> okay, good to me. I, I copy pasted and I push control, <laughs> which is my my mute. Oh my god, best audio design. <laughs> okay, so this is different. So this, this is, is yeah. best in-game audio and sound design. So we've got Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, The Last of Us Part, Last 2. Of us part 2. I really, mm. really wish it had come out in time because Demon Souls would have fucking oh, annihilated yeah. this uh this category the sound design mm. in in that is just something else it's really good yeah it's super satisfying um hmm ghost of tsushima mm. is is like samurai asmr mm. <laughs> but then like look resident evil 3 as much as i enjoyed the game i can't say that yeah it for me, it, you know? i don't really remember it for like it's exceptional audio design yeah yeah um last of us part two you did a whole article on yep the, the i think that's i think that's what wins you <laughs> like you reckon I, I don't even think it's a competition i half-life alex is a good game but i don't think it stands out audio design wise and the same goes for doom eternal um okay. yeah i yeah, think i, I think I'm with you there. easily wins this category oh, now we get to I mean, th- think think about the Last of Us Part Two when you're in the forest and you hear the um, oh, yeah. the uh, what are they called? The scars. The first time yeah. with that whistle. It's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's jarring as that shit. That alone. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Next, we have best performance. Oh and god, even this, category, this is hard. Oh my god. <laughs> Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> okay. Look, right at the gates. I played Ghost of Tsushima in Japanese. Uh, oh wait wait so we should say this is best performance in order to an individual for voiceover acting motion and performance capture performance capture yes and there are two last of us so we've got ashley johnson as ellie laura bailey as abby i'm gonna butcher this name dusuke chuji as jin sakai Mm -hmm. and then uh, logan cunningham as hades i like it to choose one character because logan cunningham voices so many characters so many yeah (laughs) and then I'm probably butchering this name as well, but Naji Jetta as Miles Morales. Very good. He was exceptionally good. Um, so yeah, I played I played Ghost of Tsushima with the Japanese mm. uh, audio tracks. So I can't say that I know how. Jin I played was with the English, English because it just it links up with the animation. Yeah, I think Jin's very good. Um, yeah, I've heard he is good. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's very good VO English. It keeps the the feel of the character it doesn't feel like a, a british voice actor you know yeah uh, uh, voice playing. acting as a japanese character so logan cunningham i think is phenomenal uh, he's so been good, yeah he's been the narrator in bastion he was the sword in uh, transistor mm. um i think hades he's exceptional as hades it just shows his range because it's yeah. really really good i actually think to me, the standout voice in Hades is actually Darren Corb, who, Darren who Corb, voices yeah. um, uh, Zagreus, Zagreus, which yeah. is crazy to me because the way he <laughs> talks and sings sounds nothing like Zagreus. Nothing so. the same, yeah. Um, um, I don't know, but then we've got Ashley Johnson as Ellie and Laura Bailey as Abby, and they, those were both 
like standout performances. As I think well. Laura Bailey wins. I think Laura Bailey mm-hmm. is Abby. Abby Abby mm. is. She was actually a really standout character yeah. in that game. Yeah, she is. She is. I mean. Ellie is phenomenal and Ashley Johnson brings a lot of weight to, to Ellie, but like Abby through and through is just, yeah, just really the emotional crux of that game. Um, and I think Laura Bailey does a phenomenal job as her. So I I'm think it's between there. them two, to be honest. Yeah, I, I also think so. Like yeah. as much as I appreciate Logan Cunningham as Hades, mm. um, I do think that these two are definitely I, the ones Yeah, to, to I, I wouldn't for. be surprised if either wins, but I think Laura Bailey will win. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like a rivalry, just like the game, just like the game. <laughs> okay, games for impacts. I can't say that I've played, I've, I've yeah. played Spiritfarer, I've only played Spiritfarer um, out of here, so it's um, it's difficult to wanna, say. If you want to throw out just a random guess, <laughs> yeah, so these are thought provoking games with the pro social meaning or message. I know a lot of people loved If Found. Um, oh, yeah? got a lot of lot of critics that I I follow that I respect who spoke very very fondly of if found Kentucky Route Zero the same way like it's a game that's heard, been yeah. around for many years and finally got concluded this year so I can see that Spirit Fair is phenomenal. Um, it's such a good game. I yeah, I think it's just such a clever way of um, a game that copes with death in a very interesting mm. way. Uh, tell me why I haven't played. Um, and through the darkest stages through I haven't played time. so. I don't know. I could see, no. I could see Kentucky Route Zero or Spirit Fairer winning here, and I think yeah. Kentucky Route Zero is going to win. Okay, you yeah. can take Kentucky. I'm just going to go with Spirit Fairer purely because <laughs> that's the one I've played. Fair. Kentucky. Okay. And we've got best ongoing game awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. So we've got I mean, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, or No Man's Sky. See, it's tricky because like, like I, I don't, I can't say I've actively played any of these games, but I do know, like just watching from the sidelines, how they've been supported hmm. um, over the year. And like, if I think about it now, off, off the top of my mind, Fortnite, for example, has, Fortnite has Kratos. <laughs> Which yeah. is just like no, it's the, it's going to be Fortnite. The weirdest, it has to be weirdest thing. You know? <laughs> it has to be Fortnite. Like every other game on this list, I can note like a problem. Like Apex Legends continuing being going well, but they always have problems with uh, their battle pass. Like people yeah. always feel like it's grindy. Destiny 2's latest expansion didn't. I don't feel like I've heard the sort of like wave of praise that normally comes with an expansion. Yeah. Um, Warzone is Warzone. It's a battle royale. It's it's cool. It had a cool Halloween event, but mm-hmm. and No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky had some cool stuff. They added like the the like horror aspects and the living ships and like they keep continually adding to mm-hmm. their game. But I don't think anything's as culturally resonant as Fortnite. Like they just yeah. wrapped up their whole Marvel stuff. They yeah, like yeah, you said, that, they got that, Kratos and the fucking Mandalorian in there now. Like just yeah, the crossover stuff alone, like that's almost intensive enough for people like me who have no intention of playing Fortnite to go like, huh, maybe I, I played a game of Fortnite the other day just because I wanted to see the Mandalorian. Like <laughs> that's the I only mean, reason I played it. Mission accomplished. And can we can we just take a moment to appreciate that No Man's Skies here, given that yeah. when it launched it was a hot mess and it got so much fun. I, I installed it on my PS5 because I wanted to see that PS5 upgrade and it's really good. It's smooth, it's beautiful, mm. it's yeah, I mean they've really turned that game around yeah. through loads of free content updates. I really don't know how that studio's making money, but yeah, it's they, they 
doing something. It's fantastic. Um, okay. I think Fortnite wins this hands down. Not even yeah, a question. I've got, got my money on Fortnite. Now the next category. Hmm. <laughs> Best hmm. indie for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. So there's games here that I think should be in other categories as well. Like uh, Absolutely. Like Fall Guys should be... Uh, yeah, I, I'm shocked that Fall Guys hasn't been nominated more because... This game, it should like, be in best on going. I don't understand why it's not yeah, there. Um, it's, yeah, it's lacking definitely. Splunky 2 should be in game design like and direction. I don't know why it's not there. Um, but yeah, I, I think all five of these games are phenomenal. You've got really strong, Ca- yeah. Carry On, uh, which I thought was really fun. It's like that monster, the thing simulator. Mm-hmm. Got Fall Guys, got Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer. And I, you, could, you could add on another five games to this category. Um, yeah. This year for indies has just been outstanding. Uh, yeah. Really good. My um, money, though. Where's your money? I Hades. know where my money is. It's Hades. There's, <laughs> like, put it this way. Ha- it's, Hades yeah. is the only one out of this category that's nominated for Game of the Year as well. So it it, yeah. it, it would make no sense if some something else wins here and then it wasn't nominated for Best Game of the Year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, no, has, sure. it has to be Hades. Like, I mean, like, and again, a lot of these categories are difficult. Like, I'd love to see four guys get some kind of mm. recognition this year. Same Even with Spelunky Fera, too. Like, I mean, you know, I, I haven't played Spelunky, but I, I, I mean, I know you, you and others absolutely love it. So, mm. but I mean, that's the points game, game of the year stuff. It's you know, it's meant to be, meant to be hard. Yeah, I, I think oh Hades for sure. Um, yeah, I've just got my money in Hades. Best mobile game. I mean, so this is weird. Um, so, obviously, mobile game, but you've got Among Us, Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, Legends of Rune Terror, Pokemon Cafe Mix. Now, Among Us, I can understand not being nominated elsewhere because it came out actually like two years ago. Yeah. Um, Genshin Impact is weird that it's not nominated elsewhere. Like, it's only mm. nominated in Best Mobile. It should also be in Best Ongoing, I Other feel stuff, like. Yeah. Um, because, like, culturally, that game has just been massive, yeah. Huge. Um, I think in, t- yeah, I, I think, you know, I feel like this is the category where they'd give Among Us an award just because it's Among Us, even though it's not the best experience on a mobile. Yeah. And I think Genshin Impact should win here because it is the same game on mobile and works really well on mobile. Works really well. Yeah, I'm going to, it's it's tricky because I, I hear you on Genshin Impact, but I also feel that, I know Among Us came out a while ago, but mm. there are so many people who love this game and played it on mobile. But that, that's well, the thing, I think it's going to bleed so, into this, it's not really the category, yeah. it's like, yeah, Among Us is cool, Dude, let's just give it an yeah. award, yeah. So what, what are you going with, Genshin or Among Us? I think Genshin, I think Genshin still holds a good possibility of winning here. Um, yeah. Even though my gut okay. is telling me that this is where Among Us wins something. Yeah, okay, I've I've gone with Among Us. Put you down for for Genshin. Fun. Next category: best community support, recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity and game updates and mm-hmm. patches. I mean, I can tell you where my money is here. So we've got we've got Apex. Destiny yep. 2, Fall Guys, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, and Valorant. I mean... I think I, it's a toss-up between Fortnite and Fall Guys. I, I really think it's Fall Guys purely because their social media game is like... Their social media game is on point, it's, eh? Oh, it's my God. Re- it's like the best. I'd say... Like, I, I honestly think their social media management d- d- deserves awards like outside of mm-hmm. the game awards. Like, they really have been on fire with... Just like leading into cultural stuff and just 
keeping fans engaged. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like just for argument's sake, let's look at the. Oh, I'm gonna pull up their um, their numbers. So this is just a small in, indie game, right? With a casual 1.5 million followers on Twitter. Oh, casual, you know, <laughs> just, like, just, just casual. Which is like insane. If, if you give, given that, I don't think there are 1.5 million people, you know, con- not not 1.5 million concurrent players yeah. in the game, but there are that many people following because the content is just so good. So and I don't and know, but yeah, I mean, their social media, I mean, they they've, even if you're not playing the game, you can get excited about like new skins coming to the game because exactly, of the way they yeah. tease them. Um, there was that whole debacle of the full guy anatomy, which is fucking creepy. Um, (laughs) but it's like, it all comes through community management and social media. And I think, yeah, they are, they are top notch considering they're an indie studio as well. Um, yeah. 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 I think they deserve it, whether they get it. Um, I don't know. Are you going with Fortnite again? Fortnite. Yeah. I think Fortnite's going to win again. You think Fortnite? I yeah. think Apex also has got a yeah. Apex has a strong pretty, chance, there. pretty strong yeah. possibility. Four guys should win here. Um, yeah, I think four guys should win. Uh, best VR AR. I don't uh, know. Half Life Alex. Your money is. That's not even a question. <laughs> You've got <laughs> Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners. I, if anything but Half Life Alex wins here, it would be a crime. Like. Yeah. There's uh, no I, VR game that holds a candle to it at the moment. Yeah. I can't say I've played any of these, but I, based on what you've said, what others have said, I think Half-Life Alex will yeah. win this. Has to win this. If it, I, and also, fun fact, I did not know that there was a Walking Dead VR game. Apparently, <laughs> it's very good. Sense and Sin is apparently very yeah. good. Um, I've heard some great things about it, but yeah, Half-Life Alex is is the one of Just the best VR one. games, or the best VR game I've ever played. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't see it losing. Okay, next category, innovation and accessibility, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. So we have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperroot, uh, Hyper The Dot. Last of Us Part oh, oh, is that a D? Sorry, it looked <laughs> like an O. Hyper Dot, uh, The Last of Us Part Two, and Watch Dogs Legion. It's very cool that, firstly, this is an award, this is and a also category, that... Yeah. The games here aren't just indie games. They're you know you've mm. got two Ubisoft games, you've got Naughty Dog, and you've got a micro, um, Obsidian. So it shows like big publishers and big developers have finally mm. cottoned onto the fact that there should be settings in games that help them yeah. be playable to to a wider range of gamers. So that's cool in itself. Um, yeah. I think The Last Ma- of Us Two wins here. I also think because mm. I think that was it's almost funny how. That was it like, the, like the, it felt like the inflection one. point. Like people yeah, were like, it feels oh. like that happened and then everyone else followed. Yeah. But I don't know if that's the case because oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't think so. I think, you know, Assassin's Creed and uh, Watch Dogs definitely had it planned already. But like yeah. the range of options in, you know, The Last of Us 2, um, there was a big deal made out of it at launch yeah. um, by by people within the community like Steven, uh, Steven Spoon. Um, yeah you know, really praising Naughty Dog for, for going out of their way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think it's it's that one. Okay. Next up, oh boy, best action. For the best game in the action genre, focus primarily on combat. We have Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex 2, Nua 2, and Streets of Rage 4. Hmm. Hmm. So now, uh, I love Hades, and I think... Doom Eternal, like I'll 
I wouldn't say it's like my game of the year, but I, I can acknowledge that this game does what it does very well. Like mm-hmm. it is a pinnacle first person shooter, particularly in the action department. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's between Doom Eternal and Hades. I think Doom Eternal is going to win. You reckon Doom Eternal? Mm-hmm. This is where yeah, it wins. It's, it's, yeah. it's so polished, yeah. I want I, Hades I mean, to win because I think its combat is unreal. Um, and, I've, and I've heard equally good things about Neo 2, uh, even though I haven't played it. Not sure why Half-Life Alex is here because like, yeah, it's a shooter, but it's a VR shooter. So it's still <laughs> a bit weird and clunky. And it's not, yeah, not like action focused. Yeah, it's not, it's not, I wouldn't put it at the pinnacle of action games for the year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. I would want Hades to win, but I think Doom uh, yeah, wins. Also, yeah, yeah. Hades is like, in my head, I'm like, it's so good, but Doom just yeah. does it so well. This next category is ridiculous. Oh I can't even. God. Best action slash adventure for the best action slash adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Huh. <laughs> the nominees, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Remember that game? Yeah, I remember that Last game. Last of Us Part 2. Oh my gosh, this is a category. Holy hell. So... So I think mm. Last of Us is going to win you, but I don't think it should. Uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm with you. So the reason I don't think it should win pu- is purely because like if I think of sort of like an open world space or areas you can revisit mm. again, like, I don't know, The Last of Us to me is like a very, while there are open areas to explore, it's still like a linear pushing you down a tunnel to the end of yeah. the game sort of thing whereas others are like that too but they feel more like far more open if that makes sense yeah i think the um i think like like i don't know why the last of us part two is excluded from best action um mm. because i think that should have been there yeah well. i think it's I all know. combat sandboxes are really cleverly designed uh where they yeah. feel like they almost feel like a scripted like cutscene, uh, but yeah. they're not um but at the same time, yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't think that's the core of the game. Like there is puzzle solving. No. Yeah. Like the little, I mean, the the little rope is like puzzle. throwing a rope. Yeah. The, <laughs> like, like, like the tech behind that rope, fucking incredible. Like Great. really incredible. But I wouldn't call it taxing puzzle solving. And really the, you know, I, f- I find the action and the puzzle solving in service of the draw of the game and that it's, you know, it's narrative. I don't yeah. think it's primarily an action game or an adventure yeah. game. Um. Fallen Order is good. I still think it's a really I good love game. I Fallen Order, but yeah, no. I don't think it. I don't, I don't think, think it wins here. Yeah, I don't think Valhalla wins here either. Purely no. for for the reasons we spoke about earlier in the podcast. I think its combat is fine, and I think yeah. its stealth is non-existent. So, like, I just don't. Sure, the other three though, it's they are tough. Three. Ghost of Tsushima, Miles, and Ori. Hmm. Ori. I mean, personally, I'd love to see Ori win because, like I've said, I feel this game deserves some kind of recognition. I could see somewhere. Ori winning here. I mean, it's so good. Like, the the traversal and the just the combat itself, how they reinvented it for this game where it's not you just spamming, you know, uh, X, whatever the button mm-hmm. is, to you mm-hmm. know shoot your, your spirit fire, whatever it's called. It, you literally have, like, a melee weapon and you can equip other stuff it i don't know it's so good but then like you've pointed out miles Morales, the combat as well yeah the combat is really good good balance of like you know building up your uh i can't remember what it's called your venom meter and then deploying it to then ghost of tsushima is like this 
intense one-on-one or like 1v many yeah playing that on lethal mode has really changed my perspective on the combat in the game um yeah so really something what i think will like i'd love ori to win personally but what i think will win might be uh, i'm feeling ghost of tsushima like i don't know i just i don't know i haven't played miles morales i can't you know make a case Mm. for it i think Um, but in my head yeah, the traversal and just the exploration in Ghost as well complements the combat so nicely. I think Miles will win, but, yeah. I don't know. Put me down miles. for Miles, yeah. That combat is just something else. It's really... You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Ori. Screw it. <laughs> Go for it. Ori for the win. I, I could see Ori winning. Like, if yeah, Ori I wins, I would not be surprised. I'd be so chuffed, I yeah. think it's, it's no, a knowing, knowing the panel though, of judges yeah. and knowing... I mean, if I just look at the nominees, I can kind of see the gist of like what people are kind of getting at here. I think Miles wins for yeah. sure yeah okay best role-playing uh, game this is a fucking nightmare this is a nightmare for the best game designed with rich player character customization and pro- progression including massively multiplayer experiences so we've got final fantasy 7 remake genshin impact persona 5 royale wasteland 3 and yakuza like a dragon hmm. i i can tell you that i would love final fantasy 7 remake to win but I know you're a Persona 5 <laughs> fan. Yeah, Persona Impact. 5 Royal it's, is... I mean, it's weird though, because like Persona 5, I feel like, had its day in the sun and Royal is, yes, like a it's like additional thing. content, but it doesn't change the core of the game. So, yeah. like, and the core of the game is still probably one of the best JRPGs ever made, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm putting my money on Final Fantasy VII Remake. That I think... Just the fact that they reinvented, like they they bought that old turn-based system mm. and they made it like live action, basically. <laughs> if that makes sense. It's like a good combination of the two. Where it's still kind of turn-based, but it isn't. It's so fluid. Um, I just love it. But I mean, that's literally the only game I've played from these five. So I think that will win. But for the sake of being contrarian, I'm going to put my money on Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yakuza, like I, I don't know how good that. RPG I don't think like is. Genshin Impact is cool, but I don't think it's a great role playing experience. Um, yeah, I don't actually okay. know why it's here. Because <laughs> numbers, the damage numbers. That's but it's why. not role. Mm. Okay, I know, I know. Best fighting game for the best game design primarily around head to head combat. We have Grand Blue Fantasy versus Mortal Kombat Eleven Ultimate. Why is Street, Street Fighter Fi- here? <laughs> Street Fighter Five Champion Edition. One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. You, you, you know what irritates me about this category is that mm-hmm. I, it was mentioned on 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 uh, the Bombcast, Giant Giant Bombs podcast. Who mm-hmm. you know they have like they have Jason A. Stryker and Jeff Gertzman who are big fighting game aficionados. Same, uh, same with Jan Ochoa and and Ben Pack. Like they follow Evo, they play. You know they follow the competitive scene, and they yeah. were saying that this list is a list made by people who do not follow that scene. <laughs> and it's 100% true because there are games here that were on Evo's shortlist, you know, to be played before it was cancelled that aren't even yeah. nominated. Like, yeah. come on, man. So dumb. Yeah, I don't anyway, know. I don't I know mean, what Street Fighter is here. That's all. And One Punch. Like, they're I mean, bad games. But Mortal Kombat 11 also shouldn't be here. Did, did that come out this year? No, it's just like the ultimate version of Mortal yeah. Kombat. Like... And yeah, Mortal Kombat's fun, but it's like fun for me from a, a perspective where I'm not even that good at fighting games. I just like the story yeah. mode, you know what I mean? So, I, mean, I don't know. I know that 
Under Night in Birth was at Evo, I think, and that was like an Arxis game that looked really good. I know there was a game, like an indie fighting game called Them's Fighting Herds, which was like yeah. My Little Pony, but a fighting game that was going to be at Evo <laughs> and is apparently really good. Wow. So like, why is that not here? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I no think idea. the one that will win will be Mortal Kombat just because that's the one that critics have played. I also, I also think, yeah, that's like what critics will vote for. Mortal yeah, because I don't Kombat. think the critics have played anything else, to be fairly honest. So, whatever. Uh, that 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 category irritates me so much. <laughs> so, next up, best family game. For the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform, we have Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, Four Guys, Ultimate Knockout, Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, mm. Minecraft Dungeons, and Paper Mario, The Origami King. Uh, Animal Crossing is about loans. It's not a family um, game. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's about loans, but out of this category, I'm like, it's the one that, I don't know. Home Circuit oh, is I'm, seriously the one, though. Like, man, we've got to give it something because that game is fun for like 10 minutes and then you wonder why you spent two and a half thousand rand on it. Oh, Mario Kart. <laughs> like, yeah, like I appreciate the effort and the thought and I love the whole like idea of making your own tracks and AR and whatever. Mm. But it is, in my view, not worth that the the, the buy-in like at all. Um, I, I really enjoyed Paper Mario, the Origami King, but I don't see it as a... Like when I think of family game, it's a thing of, you know, it's, it's like parents sitting down playing with their kids or mm. just families in general playing together. Um, and like Paper Mario is really good, but I, I don't know. It seems maybe a little bit complex to be sitting down and playing in a family setting. I don't know. I think Minecraft Dungeons was really good <sighs> at, um, like split screen. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, like shade screen, like simplifying the, the Diablo formula. I mean, uh, Shani got into it. She she played a bunch with me. Yeah, she was quite enjoying that that kind of like rigmarole. So. I could see that competing. I could see four guys competing here for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't see Crash Bandicoot winning this. Yeah. Um, Crash Bandicoot 4 is hard, man. If you make your kids play hard. that, Holy you're shit. a bad parent. I mean, <laughs> I can see parent. kids playing that, but I just don't see it as a family play game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same with Animal Crossing. Like, Yeah, Animal Crossing, like it's. I'm trying to think of things you could play almost together. Like, I know yeah. that's not what the category is about, but. Although I still see it winning just because it's Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's Animal Crossing. That's the thing. Although I hear you with Minecraft Dungeons, that's a thing like, hey, get the family together. We're all going to mm. play on the same screen. you know. And same with Fall Guys, like Fall, swapping Fall Guys, controller guess, or yeah, something you just, like Yeah, that. you can, you know, hot hot swap. Mm. I think Animal Crossing is going to win this category, but it definitely doesn't. It just feels it's, oddly placed here. Like, it feels a bit oddly placed here, yeah. yeah. Okay, you're going to go with Animal Crossing. I, I tend to agree with you, but I'm going to go with... I feel like there's no category you can mm. put Animal Crossing in, so they just put it in here. You know what I mean? Because they're like, it definitely should be in the game of the year category for sure. But like, they can't yeah. put it under action. They can't put it under role playing. They can't put. So they're like, okay, family game. Family game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I'm. I'm, I'm going to just put down Minecraft Dungeons for okay. myself. Okay. Okay. How many categories do you have left? Best similar strategy. Three. There's so few of each that okay. they combined the two. So best game although, focus on although so wait before you say that mm. that's actually incorrect because I was having a chat with John Michael Michael I was like because he's been loving Crusader Kings right so I was like oh know, yeah I love his anecdotes for, yeah don't don't forget to vote for that game and he was like why are best sim and strategy combined I was like because there's not enough games he's like no there really are and he proceeded to like list a bunch I was like oh you're actually right 
there are ample for both both categories. I, believe it or I not. actually like, think they just combined the two so they could nominate Flatsum. Because that's <laughs> yeah, the only simulator so. in this category. Um, <laughs> so it says best best game focused on real-time or turn-based simulation or strategy gameplay. And we've got Crusader Kings 3, Desperados 3, Gears Tactics, Flight Simulator, or XCOM Chimera Squad. Now, I'm going to put on my judge's hat and think about the games that the judges actually played. That's definitely mm-hmm. not Desperados, definitely mm-hmm. not Crusader Kings, or maybe, I don't know, it's Gears Tactics or it's XCOM. Um, actually, mm, I don't know. I see Microsoft Flight Sim also coming God, in there because could it's... you imagine the fucking scenes? Like, it's a great... Oh, my God. Mm, I don't know. I'm, I'm putting my money there just because in terms of simulation uh, <laughs> i know it's the only one in the category <laughs> i'm gonna put money on crusader kings because i actually do recall there being a lot of hubbub about it during during its review embargo lifting um okay I'm going with flotsam yeah oh my gosh best sports racing game for the best Another traditional one. and non-traditional sp- i love how they say for the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing game because the, <laughs> the nominees are dirt five formula one 2020 FIFA 21, NBA 2K21, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Tony Hawk wins this. Tony, not Tony even, Hawk's not even like, a I'm question. Not even gonna, I, that's why I love that, that they put their non-traditional sports because it's like, well, we need to yeah. <laughs> make sure Tony Hawk it's is, like, you know. Formula 1 2020 is still the great game that it is every single year, and it definitely deserves more accolades, but it's also Formula 1, so it's extremely it niche. Out. Yeah. Dirt 5, I don't think, really blew many people away. Um mm. FIFA's FIFA, NBA's NBA. And I think everyone was like, yeah, Tony Hawk, it's remade, it's pretty good. It's Yeah, it's definitely winning it's that good category. Time. Yeah. Okay, best multiplayer game for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design. Why is Animal Crossing? And <laughs> <laughs> massively multiplayer experiences respective of a game genre platform. So we have Animal Crossing, Among Us, Call of Duty, Warzone, Four Guys, Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. Animal uh, Crossing, yeah. when, when love, say love visiting islands, but fuck yeah, that multiplayer is, for, is a yeah, mess. For, for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay design, get out of here. Get Animal out of Crossing here. Is no. like very dated. On, it has on got that, it has got multiplayer functionality, and that's the best thing yeah. I can say about it. Yeah. Um, Christ, I hate visiting other people's islands in that game just because I have to deal with the airport. It is so frustrating. It's so annoying. Um, but. This among is Among Us, us. Warzone, Ultimate Knockout, Valorant. Among Look, us. I think Valorant's great, but I don't think it stands up against Mm-mm. Among Us and four guys in this category. Although, like Warzone's Warzone, it's got a big player base. People yeah. love it. Warzone's Warzone. Um, I, I, def- uh, I think it's four guys in Among Us here, and I think this is if they haven't awarded Among Us anything yet, this is where they this is where it get goes. an award okay. in. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, it has to be Among Us. Yeah, I'm also going with Among Us. I think this is okay. the last two before we get to esports, which we will skip. Which we can just skip. Uh, oh, what content creator of the year? Uh, um, yeah, yeah. best debut game. I, I mean, you know, I just this feels weird now because Alana Pierce isn't a content creator anymore. She's been hired <laughs> as a writer at Sony Santa Monica. So odd. I mean, but that, she, yeah, that, that was a recent thing though. So she did a lot yeah. of content. I mean, she has been a phenomenal content creator for years now that i've followed um so i, I you know personally i really like her um yeah. i do well, i do know that i found i only learned of tim the tatman this year because of four guys and watching him get that first win was kind of amazing 
It was really <laughs> so I, something I, else. I've known of Tim the Tat Band purely because of his engagements with um, Doctor Disrespect. Okay. Like they've got a like they they friends whatever. So they often pop up in each other's streams whatever. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I, the only people I actually know in this category, it like you said, Alana Pierce and Tim the Tat Man. I don't know who Jan Lopez is. I don't know Valkyrie. I've heard of Valkyrie, but I don't know what she does. And Nick Merckx, I've heard of, but I don't know what he does yeah I, I don't know any of those three so i can't really speak to them so yeah i don't know i think i think alana might i think alana it. will win yeah yeah alana's alana. very popular so I'm i, I sure called her that she got a job at um sony, sony santa monica yeah as a writer like, very cool she's living yeah. living the dream man australian going to america worked for ign then worked for rooster teeth now writing at a game studio seems cool yeah best debut game hmm so for the best debut game created by an independent studio, so we've got Carrion, got Mortal Shell, Ra um, Rajgi and Ancient Epic, Roki, or Phasmophobia. I mean, it's Phasmophobia, mm. isn't it? I I would think Phasmophobia purely because of like the, I suppose the cultural impact, the fact that it was like part of the zeitgeist for a good while, and I think it still is in some regard. Um, like I think Mortal Shell is great because it's a Souls like that mm. you know made by an independent studio about and pretty good apparently it. yeah yeah apparently really good but I think Phasmophobia just because it's been spoken about plenty yeah um, I think that's why it wins as well yeah I yeah. I really like Carrion but it it did feel like a I've played it you know it was cool and then it left my mind not long after that um, <laughs> it just left. Okay, so, yeah. so phasmophobia for that. And the rest are, oh, yeah, it's esports, esports, not going to... Fuck that shit. Okay, talk, last talk one, game of the year. Game of the year. Because oh we are approaching two hours. <gasps> okay. So this is game that we think will win, not what we want to win. Yeah, although I will give what I want to win. I, I know what you want to win. Recognizing um, a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. We've got Doom Eternal. Not sure why that's a... Final Fantasy VII <laughs> Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons, The Last of Us Part Two. So, I would trade Doom Eternal for Half-Life Alex here, but that's just mm -hmm. me. What um, wins though? What wins? So I know, I know, yeah, I know, I know what you would want to win. I won't say it unless you. I actually think it. what I want to win will win Hades. I actually do think it will win. Yeah. I also can see it being an absolute surprise, you know, standing up against these other games. Like, I, I almost think that The Last of Us Part 2 will walk away with it mm, purely because... I think it's between those two, to be fairly honest. Yeah, like, because The Last of Us Part 2 is shit. Like, it is a technical marvel and mm. a phenomenal game. Like, hands down. Uh, Animal Crossing, like, it's funny. I wouldn't be surprised if this also just came out of nowhere to win purely because it's Animal Crossing and it hits at the right time. Yeah, that's a also true. It, it touched a lot of people in a way, yeah, that, that I guess like, even Nintendo didn't expect. It's it's so funny because I was talking to Lenska about choosing Game of the Year and I, I spoke about this category specifically and I said, I've been very fortunate that this year I've actually played every game. Mm. And then I started listing out why I enjoy all of these games. And by the end of it, it is like, but which one wins? Mm. Like, <laughs> which one do you actually choose? Like, I can tell you, okay, Doom Eternal is probably the weaker entry for me. Like, while I enjoyed it, I can acknowledge it's, like I said earlier, a it's a pinnacle first-person shooter. It does what it does very well. Yeah. Like, it's an all-out injection of, like, pure action. Um, my, my, what I 
what I also enjoyed, but I don't think we'll win is Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can appreciate it for what it did. Really, like really a good open world game. It looks beautiful. The art style we've said is just, it's so colorful and vivid and it's really beautiful to look at and play. But then I'm left with like Final Fantasy VII Remake, which like I've said in this podcast plenty of times when I played it back in the day, a couple of months ago, it's it's like they took one of my favorite childhood games and they didn't just remake it. They're like really, really from the ground up just did everything so perfectly like from the cinematics to the combat it's just perfect like i absolutely love this game yeah but then we move on to hades and i'm like hades up within i don't know a month or three weeks i put 60 hours into this game i, I did however many runs and i just could not stop playing it and i'm still itching to go back and play it the only reason i've stopped is because i had other review games yeah, come in yeah. you know uh animal crossing it's animal crossing like it like we said it came out at the right time and it just it was such a thing of like hey i'm gonna wake up every morning just quickly do some stuff before work okay cool let me check my turnip prices shit it's a bad price let me see if anyone else has good prices for months we were doing that yeah yeah like it was for a long time we were playing animal crossing and i I did put 100 plus hours into this game where it's literally you just designing your island like ultimately there's no real purpose other than you just creating a happy space for yourself you know Mm, mm. and then the last of us part two is just i mean we've spoken about it at length on this podcast and before it's like a i don't know like it's a milestone in games and what they can be like it 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 not only told the story it did it on the playstation 4 which is like a seven-year-old console and it made a game look this good yeah like it's it's unreal that this game exists today so I don't know. It's such a hard choice. It is. <laughs> it is a hard choice. There's definitely space for more games in this category. I think oh, for sure. Limiting yeah. it to six is like hard. Um, yeah. yeah I, okay, but you, you're going with Hades. Yeah, I'm going with Hades, but I think Last of Us 2 could win. But I think Hades will win. I think it would be the feel-good story of the, the show. Yeah, I must say, mm, have, having having played the game and watched the you know the no clip documentary i'd love for hades to win because it is and not to take away from any of the other studios by mm. any means but the fact that hades is like it's made by super giants who for years now have made really good games but they've never like they've never hit like that they've mainstream never sort of broken the mainstream if that makes sense yeah you know whereas hades feels like that's the, the game to really put them on the map people will play it and go shit what are they working on next and i, mm-hmm. I think it would be such a good story for them to win game of the year oh yeah no i i, um, I think it would be yeah it would, it would just be a great a great end uh to the year and i think um because because like so many critics also jumped on it i think it has a, a strong chance yeah yeah <sighs> I don't know if I should put my money there though. <laughs> I said this like I've bet my house on this. Like, shit, what am I gonna do? <laughs> I I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for like another. It's not really like a you know left field whatever. But I think Animal Crossing does have a chance of surprising a lot of people. I think it would piss off a lot of hardcore gamers if it yeah won. yeah they'd be like, oh, um, what's this indie game nonsense? Like you know. But I just think given the struggle that was 2020 and how animal crossing like i think people look at this list will go cool i loved all these games but animal crossing was like at the peak of lockdown and it helped me connect in fre- with friends in different ways so mm. Mm. i don't know i think it's a real gamble but i'm gonna go with animal crossing okay i I, I could see it as well um it would 
again also be the same thing just like yeah what a feel good you know way to end the year mm. so yeah yeah but yeah we to find out what i want to be game of the year you just have to well like what where my vote is you're gonna have to wait a week wait a whole week <laughs> <gasps> oh my god oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah i think we can we've just about hit the two hour mark if i'm not mistaken yeah i mean you know we we didn't get to news this week we're probably not going to get to questions either but like it's been a mm. it's been a big episode it's been a long i mean yeah it's almost feels like we could have split this up yeah <laughs> it's, it's all separate thing but we we won't because you know the awards are this thursday so it's the last we'll normal quote-unquote normal episode uh for checkpoint chat for the year um mm -hmm. the next episode coming out next week will be our game of the year stuff mm -hmm. um and that'll be us for 2020 2020 so if you if you don't happen to listen to game of the year discussions thank you for all your support throughout 2020 we hope we've kept you entertained while you've been working from home or having to drive into work or whatever it's been a a year a year for us as well having to completely change the way we record podcasts and dealing with the the issues that arise from that um yeah but yeah some exciting stuff happening next year mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so thank you yeah. thank you for we'll your support and uh yeah. follow us on twitter subscribe to our youtube channel if you haven't um and yeah we'll see Do you all the good things we'll see you next week see ya see you later alligator <laughs> in a while <laughs> crocodile <laughs> oh no stop <laughs> it <laughs> okay bye cool thanks guys goodbye